I'm Alex. And I'm Adam. And this is Bropium for the Masses. Welcome to Bropium for the Masses! (laughs) Brought to you by Left Lane Drivers, driving in the left lane slowly, all the time, for the rest of my fucking life. Honestly, get out of the left lane. Please, I'm begging you. Alex, Alex, I'm of the mind that they call it the passing lane because it's great to pass the time. It's so great. (laughs) On my way home today, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. Honestly, I had that. I get why people have like why there's in the States, people pull guns on each other while they're driving. I, I get it. These it's like I get that the weather's bad and stuff, but get into the right lane. This is a PSA. Get in the right lane. Just go to the right lane. You're creating a situation where I have to make two lane changes around you. When in reality, no one has to make lane changes. If you just stay in the fucking right lane, you slow moving piece of shit. Why is it always Ford Rangers? Why are these Ford Rangers always? And Or, or I got to be honest, it's usually Ram drivers. Ram drivers are either up my ass when I, when, when I have nowhere to go. Or they're in the left lane driving. What is happening? Is it like a license to be a dickhead if you buy a Dodge Ram? I know you couldn't afford a real truck and you bought the plastic <laughs> truck. But it's like, get the fuck out of the left lane, man. I'm just, I'm clearly upset about this left lane drivers. Yeah, I hate them. Shot, shots hate them. fired. But to our listeners, yeah. uh, this is actually a great segue to talk about today's sponsor, belligerent facial wipes for when <laughs> that mouth froth is just pouring from your lips during road rage. Belligerent facial wipes. Don't use them on your butthole. They will sting. So this is terrible, but uh, a guy that is an acquaintance of mine, he has like this real visceral anger towards left lane drivers or people who ride your ass like so he's he's equally upset about both of them left lane drivers it's hard to do much about right like you're you're behind them but he says when people ride my ass he goes i have a very special thing i do i'm like slow down no he's like no no that's too simple he says i went to the dollar store and i bought a bag of those two dollar marbles and i'm like we dump a whole like i don't get it we trip them up with marbles he goes oh no no i opened my sunroof and I throw a handful out of my sunroof. And when they land on the windshield and hood and create, you know, paint damage and crack their windshield, those motherfuckers know not to rob my ass. I was like, I was like, dude, that's, that's, that's pretty fucking ruthless. He's that like, sometimes he goes, I do it so much that I run out of marbles. Sometimes I just take a handful of pocket change that I have in my cup holder. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> this is how much, how the disdain he has for people who ride his ass. He throws out handfuls of change or marbles. I'm like, bro, you're going to kill somebody. He's yeah. like, I hate them. I hate that. I go, I, I'm with you. I get the hate. I understand. Right. It's that person who's riding your ass and you're like, I can't go anywhere. Why are you like the, the vehicle in front of me, there's 10 cars lined up. I can't, I cannot go any physically where. So you're just, you know, I just, I, uh, clearly I need to get off the road. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, also, come on, littering, dude. Throw heavy pine cones or something. You live in Canada. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, something biodegradable. Not, something not, biodegradable. Not orb, orbs of glass or, yeah, or coins. But also, yeah, yeah. also be just like, it's, it's, a moment of silence for the three one one, you know, caller who's just like, "There's so many marbles on the road. I, I don't know why." 
There are just so many marbles. Like, why are there marbles all over the highway? I mean, it's it's problematic because when you live in sort of like north of the city, there's a lot of two-lane highways. So you're kind of stuck. And and again, like when you're in the part of the green belt where we live, it's very windy roads. So you can't exactly pass people all the time. So people have a tendency to like, you know, get behind you, ride your ass, flash their lights at you like you should speed up. And it's like, I can't go faster than the person in front of me. You know, it's... and. Again, I don't know why it's always fucking Ford Ranger drivers or Dodge Rams all the time. Or I got to be honest with you, it's usually the soccer moms. They're just like, they've got a lot in their mind. They're driving in the left lane. They're thinking about the 600 things they have to do today. I get that, but you should, that's why you should be in the slow lane because you're going to like just annoy less people. I get you. You're a busy person. I totally get that. And I appreciate your level of busyness. Just don't do it in front of me in the left lane like that's that's all i'm, I'm begging you i'm begging I, I, i'll whatever you want i'll do it i'll put up your christmas lights just stop fucking driving in the left lane alex that's, i don't that's mean it. to go full-blown displacement here and put the blame on someone that isn't each of these people but isn't this really just cheryl crow's fault <sighs> i'm to I'm quote trying cheryl to crow every yeah, day but, is a winding road Get a little bit closer, feeling fine. So, if for all those people riding other people's asses, yeah, blame Cheryl I, Crow. That is an obscure reference to a song from the early late nineties, I think. Uh, Alex, I am nothing if not you know future liver disease and obscure references. So I like I like to be consistent. I like to be consistent. Did you hear that Cheryl Crow just recently died? Wait, are you serious? No, I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> you Not a thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just I gotta be the, careful because then you, you won't trust anything I say, but but I said it in a way that felt it's like yeah, but did yeah. you know that she's dead now? Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. dick move. All right. All right. What are we talking about? What, first, what are you drinking? Uh, what are you drinking? Okay. This is a fucking clay mug. I'm gonna punch you in the Alex, uterus. no clay mugs today. As our okay. listeners have been readily briefed. This episode is the last episode of season one of Bropium for the Masses. It's our our year ender. And as such, I like to, I like to drink symbolically, you know, I like to drink champagne when I celebrate, or I've just destroyed someone with rhetoric that I thought was very clever. I like (laughs) to drink, you know, I, I like to drink tequila when I have uh, a bout of self-loathing that I can't get over. So I'm drinking tequila daily these days. And today, I like to drink two things. I have two things. I'm double fisting. I'm drinking something that represents where we started, and I'm drinking something that I feel represents where we are. And the thing that I'm drinking <laughs> where to represent started. where we started, it's, it's very symbolic. Nail polish remover? It's close, oh. very close. Oh. Actually, cheaper. Or oh, sorry, <laughs> pure acetone. I'm drinking is cheaper than that. Um, oh. <laughs> no, it's actually a Big Rock Brewery traditional English style brown ale, room temperature. <laughs> yeah. When you say brown ale, it just it's different. It hits. Mm. It hits different, bro. Yeah. If you said blonde or or pale like those those things are things i can i feel like i could get behind but then when you say brown ale like all the worst things come come flooding in right and in the english yeah. brown ale it's it engenders you know 
rotting teeth, the color of brown. <laughs> I don't e- eel, eel pie, uh, Bono. No, no, I guess not Bono, but you know, I don't know. I just always think of Bono as the what he's he's Irish. He's Irish, but he's yeah. awful. So I mean, it's, it's all, all on the for same some part. reason. I don't know why Piers Morgan populates in my head when I think of mm. a British person. Leathery. But he's like literally the most loathsome British person. So I, it's not really yeah. fair. I you know I think of the royals, mostly yeah. Prince Prince Andrew. He's such a saint. That it man. is. This is the Prince Andrew of beers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this is wrong and I shouldn't be drinking this. That's right. I that's just right. can't help myself. No, that's terrible. That's uh, that's no, but it's did, uh, uh, yeah. did, it, hold it's, on. Did Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell bring you that beer there, house? She or? no, but she did Ghislaine? drug me and then I woke up with it in my hand. So we don't know what happened between Was she allegedly you when you woke up. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> deep Gisley Maxwell prosecuted. Did she get out on appeal? We don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I no. think she's got. They gave her some number of years in in prison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Alex, to to complement my room temperature, lukewarm, traditional style brown ale with tasting notes of brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I knew you were yeah. going to say brown. Yeah, mm, fla- um, the flavor red. <laughs> Alex, so I, I'm now. I'm also indulging in where what a, a symbolic drink of where what I think how far we've come and what we are today, and that is this might look familiar to do a 2021 limited edition Macallan Red Label Scotch. Oh baby, yeah, yeah. That yeah is, I thought yeah. I thought this was the uh, the classic cut because we can always get it in post. Um, totally. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. And hold on for our viewers, little little ASMR here. Mm. Oh, that would pair well with a cigar and my thoughts. Oh. So speaking of cigars, remember that story I told you about that uh, friend of ours who I put up her Christmas lights? Yes. So um, her husband, again, I think I, I said he's in, sort of infirmed, was, was recovering from a surgery. And I saw him like a week later. He's like honestly overjoyed. Like he's not even the type of guy that's like, oh yeah, thanks, thanks for putting on the Christmas lights. He honest, he brought me like ten cigars. Some of them, are just out of this world. The Partega, a couple of Rocky Patels. Like he, just, he was like, look, thank you so much. And I was like, this is a way too expensive of a thank you. I can't take these. And he's like, I'll be insulted if you don't. And so I was like, oh, okay, I got to take them now. So, uh, um, yeah, no, it, I no good deed goes unrewarded that's not unrewarded? the same but in yeah, this case yeah in this, in this case, case yeah 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 i he actually i was well it was well worth after i bitched on the last podcast about putting up these uh <laughs> these lights <laughs> how fucking terrible it was <laughs> i was out in the cold and everything it took me four hours but and he's like ah oh, thanks and here's here's a couple hundred bucks for the cigars i was like oh i shouldn't have bitched yeah. so hard about it i mean yeah Alex, so no, those, i was very great lights were well great. hung yeah. those were well well hung they were, lights they were well yeah. hung um, um, all right. What about you? What are you drinking? What's, what's, I, uh, I got home from a long day at the office, as they say, and I cracked, um, the best Italian producer, 2020 Fantini. I uh, bottle of Fantini. It's a Sangiovese grape. Uh, it's not like, I don't usually buy these types of bottles of wine, but it was recommended by a buddy of mine who like really knows wine. And he said, uh, you know, if you're into Amarone or, or Sangiovese grapes, you should really try these wines so i picked up a bottle it's won all sorts of awards actually it was a top uh 
uh, top 10 wines in the world or something like that. So I don't know. It's got a bunch of awards. Best Italian producer, uh, 2016, 2017, 2019, 2020. So, oh, wow. Honestly, it's pretty good. I got to give um, Fantini a props here. But uh, yeah. I mean, question on all of our listeners' minds. Uh, what vessel are you currently drinking that wine out of? Uh, Just a normal uh, stemless wine glass. Um, oh, not classy. Oh. Like a, no like a no temperature mug. control mm. on that, I guess. Wow. You know. No, I. It, you know, it's a red wine. So it, honestly, I, my hand's on, not on it all the time. So it's not like warming in the way mm-hmm. that, I mean, if you were at a party and you're constantly holding your glass of wine. So I think, I think we're okay. I don't think that the... the the wine is being tempered differently than it would oh. in the clay. For but shame. R- the raised pinkies of aristocrats everywhere just shook and in, in just shook in terror. <laughs> oh, stemless wine glass, and it's not a even clay. A lot of buffaz for the table. Okay, so what are we talking about tonight? We got some weighty topics for our final episode of the season, I think. Yeah, we uh we got we got some, a lot of like duo, you know, kind of yeah, like yeah. Th- them against them kind of news and then uh, uh, them against everyone else. So I say we start with, well, where we, where we always love starting and that's with war crimes. So Alex, <laughs> that's my favorite. Do you know when, when I, when I say to you the words, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. What do you think? <sighs> Nicholas Cage in that movie where someone steals the Declaration of Independence, I think. Independence, yes. Yeah. Yes, I believe it was called um, like domestic gold or uh, some sort of statewide uh, 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 <laughs> treasure. National, national treasure. National That's treasure. It That's it. National Got treasure. it. Got it. See, I'm always reminded of Nick Cage. In that famed flick, great for the whole family, Lord of War. Oh, because yeah. Alex, yes. yeah, yes. Alex, where where he played um, an arms dealer and a post-Soviet era arms dealer, not only getting weapons to people he liked, but also getting weapons to people he didn't. Because Alex, in recent news, the I guess de facto inspiration for Nicolas Cage in Lord of War, Mister. Yeah. Victor Anatolyevich Bout has been released from prison. Have you heard about this? Correct. Have you heard this? I have. Oh. I have heard about this. Uh, wasn't, he ex- wasn't he exchanged for a guy named Mark Whalen? No, he wasn't. No, it was deep not. Cut. Deep cut. Nope. Yeah, so we were, uh, I said this to you because I thought this was like, I, I think there's a bunch of things happening just in the idea that Brittany Griner, the well, uh, I'm going to describe it in a lot of ways here, but let's just say Brittany Griner, the WNBA player, was released from Russia, who was being held there in his prisoner swap for the, as you say, Lord of War, or they call him the Merchant of Death, uh, Victor yes. Bout. And there seemed to be a lot of like varying opinions on the uh, value of the trade, let's say. You know, it's like you you don't trade Connor McDan or Connor McDavid. I almost said Connor McDaniel's Connor McDavid for a fourth line guy. No one's heard of that. You pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I think that people felt like there was like the trade wasn't as good or wasn't as valuable or some. So there's a bunch of stuff to unpack there, and I I thought we'd have a discourse about it. 
I I do so on the on first reading of the headline, this did very much seem like Russia was like I've got a Bulbasaur and the United States had Charizard shiny mint condition, and yeah. then U.S. was just like, well, is it like a limited edition Bulbasaur? And then Russia said, no, it's a Bulbasaur that I'm going to um, slowly torture and burn if you don't trade it for your Charizard. Correct. Yeah. And then, you know, the United States said, even though they don't negotiate with terrorists, they do negotiate with the states that create terrorists. Sponsor, sponsor terrorism. And yeah, sponsor yeah. terrorism. So it's very it's nuanced. It's very nuanced, Alex. I'll give you sort of my Cole's notes on all the the flood of things I had I thought about and um, some of them are in like my own opinion some of them are in reinforced uh, informed by things I was kind of reading and thinking yeah you know what that's kind of a good opinion I can't quote those sources on all these things but it doesn't matter I'm going to give you a sort of a holistic view of what I was thinking one Brittany Griner is being described as this basketball player or WNBA player right so that undermines I think who Brittany Griner really is First, I th- maybe people don't know this. She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist who played for the U.S. on their women's basketball team. So that's so it's not just Brittany Griner, the WNBA player, because I think like when you say WNBA, you're already saying, well, not as good as the NBA. Like so there's a value judgment. Yeah, Merchant of Death for an Olympian. That's a headline. Well, I will, I'll get to that. So I think if you if so one, there's that. There's the distinction uh, with difference. I don't think there's a distinction with a difference here. She's a two-time Olympian, um, American citizen, and she is a black lesbian woman, right? So th- there's there's a subset, there's a cross-section of things that she is that is super rare, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of black lesbian two-time Olympians that are, you know, they're not in the ether anywhere. So on this, in this respect, she's one rare and two, she's a little bit more special than the moniker WNBA would imply. She's a bit Mm -hmm. different. If she were just a straight white Olympian, I I would argue that that's non-meddling, non-meddling Olympian. Yeah. Yeah. If she were just an Olympian and she was straight and white, I just don't think, I don't know if we'd even be describing her like that. I think she would get a different moniker, right? She, anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't know what the, what we can't, we can't, I don't want to futurescape or pat or look backwards and try and and do that. I would just say that um, it's very interesting how she's not being branded as valuable as like the WNBA moniker is not as valuable, I think, as saying something like she's a two-time Olympian. And that's a big deal because the number of people in the world who've achieved one Olympic status and two won a gold medal is a very elite category of people. So I, I do think whether the media or uh, mostly conservatives are undermining her value in that way. The other thing I think that is important here is that um, Victor Bout, well, yes, he's got all these monikers. He was a he was terrible dude, you know. Um, contributed probably to the killing of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people through his Innocence. international arms. In, in, Innocence, especially, right? Yeah, through his yeah, international arms dealing. A lot of children. Vic, at the time of his trade, Victor Bout was set to be released in six years from jail. So so Victor Bout is an, one, he's an old man. He's in his, I think he's in his 60s right now. 
and mm-hmm. he's going to be released in six years. Okay. Brittany Griner was, and so, and Victor Bout actually did real crimes. He did real bad stuff, right? Yes. Brittany Griner had a cannabis oil pen, which she accidentally left in her luggage and brought over to the place she'd been a hundred times. She plays in Russia um, in the off season from the WNBA as a way to, you know, be the best basketball player in the world uh, in, in her in her category. And yeah, she accidentally brought this over there and was being held as a political stunt by Russia on charges of drug trafficking with with cannabis oil residue in a pen, which if anybody wants to argue that's that is smuggling, I think you got real problems. Like, don't come at me. I used to, I would say, come at me, bro. But I, I'm not in this in this sense. I'm not going to say nothing. Um, it's, it's tough so, to justify the pen amount of something that is so widely available and diffuse per, as sure. smuggling. It's tough and to say. To so, so, I saw conservatives online saying, "Well, she knew what she was doing." Wrong. Do you know how many times I've accidentally brought fingernail clippers in my carry-on? accidentally like on the plane and then Ben's like, sir, you can't, I'm like, shit, I totally forgot they were in there. This is a tantamount to an accident. So not, so not only is she being held unjustly, she's been giving nine years in a, in a fucking Russian labor camp, not a cushy jail, like where Victor Belt lives in a Russian labor camp for nine years. Okay. So, so before we start making value judgments about the trade, Brittany Griner was going to spend the next year, nine years for cannabis oil residue in a pen on, on trumped up political bullshit, Russian, you know, craziness. She's going to spend the next nine years in a forced labor camp. Okay. Victor bouts out in six. So what do we do? What are we trading here? We're trading someone of actual value, which I perceive Brittany Griner have a real value in the world. She's not only a role model for <laughs> Sorry, get that in post. I, I'm sneezing now. I don't know why. <laughs> she's she's a real role model in the world for young women, young lesbians, old lesbians, middle-aged lesbians, right? She's for basketball players of all stripes. Brittany Griner is someone we actually should care about. Victor Bout is a person we should give no fucks about. Right. The channels and back channels that he used to use to spread his, you know, uh, international arms dealing, that's all been cut off. That's all done. And again, he was slated to be released. I think it's either five or six years from prison because he had served his time. So what are we really getting back here? We're getting back, I, I think, well, from the American perspective, I would think you're getting somebody back who is of real value, right? Like Victor Bout has no strategic value at this point. You think Russia cares if he just spends another five years and languishes in jail? They don't give a shit, but they certainly give a shit about the way it looks for Brittany Griner to suffer, an American to suffer in a forced labor camp. That's a bit different. So I, th- I hopefully I've laid out my sort of idea of what, what the intermingling factors there, which I thought people are really missing. There's a third wrinkle too, which is Mark Whalen, which we can get into. But your thoughts on that? Oh, so I think that's a very... That is a very good argument. But I think I think that so and actually this is a very good argument that I can't even argue against because it's the argument from the public oh, perspective. Oh, it's like good disagree with me. I love this. This is no, it's the argument the argument from the public perspective is very that's apt. 
zapped. I do not take it as the best argument, though, because the argument as effectively, I want to say almost like as a diplomat or as an as Interpol is that you you get a good guy back who's good you hope does enough good to offset the bad of the bad guy and that that's maybe a, not a perfect mm-hmm. dichotomy but yeah. uh, yes the back channels were t- yeah 20 years out but mm-hmm. we are still talking about a person with the knowledge and capability to redo in a modern era all those things they had to do uh, analog <laughs> like yeah. and that's what i i would say there's and and this is a this is a tough measure it's, i don't have the stat but it's like can victor bout do more damage than Brittany <clears throat> griner can do good in oh, the yeah. next yeah. six oh, years yeah. i would agree so he, he, he could yeah so as a and that's where i'm saying as a and maybe it's not a dip, maybe it's not the diplomats perspective <laughs> it might actually just be as the law enforcement perspective from a law enforcement perspective they're saying every day behind bars that this guy is is one day of evil not not advancing faster and in the time of the ukrainian uh in the invasion of ukraine which is that more salient i agree that it might be i agree so then let's and let's let's numbers on the board man six in six days but we're we're taught we're like don't i don't even know if we can make the judge or we can make a value judgment on more good versus more evil Fair That's enough. not I like Russia's just saying, well, look, we have this person you really want back. So what is it going to cost you to the U.S.? Likewise, the U.S. is like, like we we the U.S. is in a very is in a weak position actually. They want her back. Yes, Biden wants her back in the country, right? It's politically good, looks good, but also she's hasn't really done anything wrong. She's done anything. She's 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 I, going I, to we, suffer we, in we, a labor we, camp. We totally know that 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 Russian charge of smuggling is just a, it's wildly inaccurate right so so here you have a, a woman who's going to suffer nine years of her life in a forced labor camp for an insufferable country who's full of shitheads versus victor vote who really did bad things and we had right to charge him right so those are yeah. her life in this context from my point of view is worth much more than his she has her ah. whole life ahead of her he yeah. has he's the guys that were lost cause. That's the way it is. So what we're getting, I think, or what the U.S. got was that is real salvation. That is real. That's that that's a tangible win, right? Uh, to to me, it really was. Her life is worth more than his. It it just is on a balance of of of, of all the scales. And it's not about the amount of damage he could do or the good she could prevent. It's just on 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 all the usable metrics here on. Is her life worth living? Yes, it is. Does she have a family? Yes, she does. Right? Did she do anything wrong? No, she really. I mean, honestly, she didn't really do anything wrong. So, I, I all the all those things. She's an innocent. She's a she's an innocent bystander. And I just from for for she's essentially a political prisoner. So I I thought I, this is an ease. This is a slam dunk. Conservatives should be like, yes, I'm glad we got her back. But instead, I I kind of saw the opposite from Republicans about how they. We're like, why didn't we get the white man, Mark Whalen, back? And I thought that was just really tone deaf, really fucking tone deaf. But I, I mean, maybe their base loves that kind of shit. But anyway. So and again, this is why I, I, I can't argue on the same grounds that you are, because I think, yeah, I, I really do think. 
there is the guy, and what guy, the guy's efficient. That's that's the problem. In the last six days, yeah. Victor Bout has not only gone on Russian television saying the Ukrainian war is a great idea, and then oh, in yeah. the last four, four days joined the most right wing political party in the United States that. as card carrying yeah. member, um, but also saying. Uh, actually kind of outing himself and saying, I didn't know I would be useful for politics. Uh, so there's this kind of is fun. the thing. It, it, let's take the Ukrainian word of it. I know that's difficult, but he could have got out in five years and done that anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, so he yes. was still getting out in five years. He was still going to be a threat in five years when he got out. So it's not like yes. it, it, if the, the threat in five years is not different than the, it might be a slightly different because of the Ukraine war. If we take that out of the equation, the guy, it's still him le- getting out of prison. So that's like all, every murderer then who ever gets out of prison. You know, it's like, well, the knife store is open or the gun store is open. Well, okay. Is there is there opportunity? There's always going to be opportunity for a guy like Victor Bout, I guess. But uh, it's it's not different than five years from now. He's still going to be a problem either way. Brittany Griner will languish in a forced labor camp for nine years of her life and potentially never get back to the US, right? Because they'll find some other... She struck a guard. Ten more years, right? It'll be like some oh, bullshit yeah. like that. So, so on, I just on the grounds, yeah, on the grounds that we do have a prisoner. It's like because uh, I can't. You're right. I can't compare this apples to apples. I can't compare yeah. her prison stay to his prison stay, and thus just value prisoner for prisoner. I there's I have way too many variables on the actual prisoner's yeah. stay. Well, then you it, said it the, uh, off the top. You you considered it like we got like the U.S. got a bad trade, like they took the ball to sword. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they, I don't, I don't view it that way. I actually view okay. it totally the opposite. They got the Charizard, and Russia got the Bulbasaur. And that, I mean, that might be controversial. I'm, I'm happy to hear dissent on it, but you know, um, it, look, did they want Brittany Griner back? Yeah, did they get her? Yes, absolutely. They got exactly yes. what they wanted. So you lose nothing when you get exactly what you want, right? Victor Bout's not. You didn't lose Victor Bout. You don't have to feed the guy anymore. He's not in the fucking country. The guy that is, you know, to have to pay for, you know, his prison stay, all these kind of things. He's gone. He's not your fucking problem anymore. So you got rid of a problem, which again, you would have got rid of in five years from now. And you got the thing you wanted, which is Brittany Griner. That's a, you won. That, we should be laughing. That is where I will say, yes, you might've got what you wanted, but I have to disagree with you. You might've actually created problems for yourself. Uh, you, that you is have, yeah. why I, I, releasing I'm political, yes. Yeah. 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 Releasing yeah, political prisoners is always, that's always the thing. Cause you're always saying on a balance of pro- probabilities, is this person, is, are they going to, is it uh, recidivist or yeah. are they going to act again? And that's why the prison sentence for Victor Belt was not rehabilitation. It was, this no, is not just, a person who can function. Yeah. He, in it's take the king off society. the map. Take take the bishop off the map, kind of thing. Take the like bishop. He, yeah, yes. yeah. So okay. So regardless, let's put let's put this out of our mind. The Brittany Griner issue out of our mind. Okay. We were going to trade for Victor Bout. People are arguing they should have taken Paul Whelan. That Mark Whelan. Uh, no, it's it's actually Paul. I said Mark Paul earlier. Whelan. That was a mis. I, that was a mistake. They should have taken Paul Whelan. Or we, Paul, you're a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or Paul Whelan should have been part of the deal with Griner. And apparently the White House said we were actually trying to negotiate both of them. But for different reasons, Paul Whelan was going to be harder to get out of Russia. And we, there was an opportunity we had to take it because they would have just fallen apart. No one's getting traded. So they took Brittany Griner. Now, conservatives everywhere are saying we should have taken Paul Whelan. He's a white, 
security operative that has been imprisoned in Russia since 2018. Uh, he's 52 years old. You know, again, his it sort of makes a little bit more sense. Paul Whelan is kind of um, he's um, uh, a security corporate security executive. So there might be like some there might be some cancellation between him and Victor Bout. But again, the idea that we should have taken this white male uh, corporate security executive over Brittany Griner is a bit, cont- I mean, this is what the left and the right are kind of fighting about, right? Here's what people may not know. Paul Whelan isn't exactly a good person. Yeah, well, maybe I don't, you know, I'm not making a character judgment. Paul Whelan has done some things that maybe wouldn't make him as valuable as Brittany Griner. So um, he's a citizen of four countries, which I think is interesting. He's a citizen of the US, Canada, Britain, and Ireland. So he's got quad quad citizens. Is that how you would say that? Quad yep. citizenship? Or, he's a quad yep. citizen. Because um, no, none of former, those countries force you to give up your, your native citizenship. There you go. Um, he did a couple tours in Iraq. He's been a sheriff's deputy and... Um, uh, he was an active duty reservist. Um, he was, though, discharged from the Marines for uh, dishonorable conduct in 2008 after being convicted of charges related to larceny, according to a military court. So it, it's not like Paul Whelan is this gem. And in some ways, he's kind of the equal of Victor Bout. He's kind of a Russian slash U.S. spy who was caught in Russia who's done some kind of underhanded shit and it would have been maybe more of an equal trade. If you're equating the bad things they've both done, maybe it would have equalized a little bit better, but I just don't think that I think again, Mark Whalen 52, you know, a spy and, you know, convicted of some things that aren't wholly good. Not the same as Brittany Griner being unjustly convicted of smuggling for a cannabis pen, a oil pen. Right. So I, I, you know, I don't want to make a distinction with it or, or I don't want to make these two distinct from one another. But if it's not like Paul Whelan was this like saintly dude that had committed his entire life to the U.S. citizenry and was, uh, you know, was this super war hero, which is which is what I think conservatives are really lauding him as, you know, you didn't bring back the war hero. And I thought, yeah, uh, he was dishonorably discharged from the Marines. Let's just not like use the term war hero to it's a being maybe a little loosely interpreted here, but that's, that's my, a pretty, that's a pretty loose. Yeah. It's but. a pretty loose interpretation of what he is. Yeah. So um, he did spend, uh, Paul Whelan spent over a decade working um, as a corporate security expert for various companies. And at the time of his arrest, he was corporate security director for Borg Warner, which is a Michigan based automotive parts supplier. You might be asking, why does a Michigan based automotive parts supplier need such high corporate security in Russia? I don't know. That's a, so maybe another podcast, but uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, corporate, maybe corporate espionage or maybe yeah, to ensure, I, or I, I, again, yeah, I'm not sure. So Alex, the weird thing about having like a corporate security officer for a uh, auto parts company in Russia is uh, my guess is probably the palladium issue. If you have a company making catalytic converters or producing and manufacturing a lot of palladium or mining a lot of palladium, which is currently mm-hmm. at a premium cost right now why people's yeah. catalytic converters are getting stolen, you might actually oh. send a security force to ward off thieves against the oh. palladium that is very, yeah, it's a popular yeah. mineral in Russia right now. Another reason okay. why it's a premium. Okay, so that's uh, weird. A buddy of mine just told me a car dealership um, close to where we live just had 
almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of catalytic converters. Somebody went in the night, like obviously it was coordinated, cracked all these things off with torches, and yep, gone. All and yep. they came in. No one had any idea until somebody put like went to go do a test drive on a car, and they're like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. Oh my god, that's a loud. You got a loud fucking <laughs> exhaust on that truck. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's Ooh, that? Yeah. I'm getting high over here. Yeah, yeah. no, in Palladium. So I, okay, so if to be fair too, Paul Whelan um was sentenced to 16 years of hard labor in Russia in uh, 2020. So my case about Brittany Griner working hard la- forced labor for nine years, you know, tw- 16 years is certainly worse than that. I would agree. Um but he's he's in Russia, the Russian prison for what they describe as espionage. Uh, in the trial, he was um, he, he it was argued that he was politically motivated, and uh, again with his security ties to the U.S., that he was essentially a spy in Russia. Is what this is what yeah. Russia's claiming. Um, his attorney, uh, Russian guy, uh, obviously, uh, said that his he, that um, Paul Whelan unwittingly received a flash drive containing Russian state secrets while visiting Russia for a wedding in 2018. This always happens to me. I, when I visit places for weddings, people sometimes pass me, pass me flash drives full of um, that country's state secrets. Has, has this happened to you before? I Alex, like when, I was in, when I was in Milan, there were so many <laughs> Italian men trying to slip things into my pocket or pick my pocket. Yeah. I'm not sure. But you could have easily put a USB flash drive on my person, and I definitely would have not known yeah. if there were state secrets on it, and I was smuggling it back into Canada. Totally, totally. Now, you could say something like, well, maybe he really was set up. That's totally possible. It's well within the Russians um ability within their ability to set somebody up like this um corporate espionage is a real thing the spies are a real thing so i get that and obviously the the tensions notwithstanding between um russia and the us are what they are but 2018 this is the trump presidency so uh, you know this is the criticism i have of people who are like well why didn't they get paul whelan out it's like well if Trump was such great friends and him and Putin had such a great relationship and he was so convinced that there was no meddling in the election, why didn't Putin release Mark uh, Paul Whelan to Trump back in 2018 or 2019 or 2020, all of the years that Trump was an elected official, right? Like why wasn't the relationship leveraged at that time? Now I know that's uncomfortable for Republicans or conservatives in the U S to hear that they're the great orange man did not get their quote unquote war hero out of Russia when he was from their point of view, unjustly accused of espionage. Um, but now it's Biden's problem, right? It's, it's all, it's all Joe Biden's fault that Paul Whelan's not coming home and I, I just think that there's something, you know, I've, I almost never say this, but something very disingenuous about the uh, charge that somehow Joe Biden shouldn't have br- brought the innocent black female two-time Olympian home, but they should have brought the spy, 52-year-old Mark Whalen, who was dishonorably discharged from the Marines. So I, I just don't know... I just feel some kind of way about that. Now, I feel like I've explained my case pretty well on that. People are free to disagree with me on this. It just smacks of a bit of, honestly, that's like this white exceptionalism. Like, we got to bring the white guy home. He's the he's the war hero. I, I just, it, it has a racial undertone to it, 
to my eye. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm seeing something that's not there, but I mean, well, from the Fox News perspective, no, you're red on the money. I think you're you're kind of nailing oh, it. Tucker's, but, Tucker's incensed that but, this, the white old, man was not brought home. Yeah, old Tucky Poo. But I think what you're forgetting, Alex, is that the the real the real problem is that any current administration that isn't ours is clearly at fault for the problems avoided for the last 25 years in all previous administrations. Like you, you know that, right? Like that's just right. Dems, yeah, yeah. Dems facts. So that's why it's like, how could Obama let the housing crisis of 2008 happen on his watch? How could he do that, Alex? Even though it was all preceded by Bush and really Re- <laughs> Re- Reaganomics prior to that. Like, or even Clinton was probably at fault because Clinton was probably, he's just, it's slippery, slippery bill. Um, but yeah. that's, that is this, the, that's the, 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 the classic conservative narrative is just like, well, all of those problems that you've identified, not my fault. They're the fault of those people who didn't fix them before me. But I swear if you put me in, I'll fix them. That's, that's just classic. Well, that's actually just now current politics. There's only a binary. Yeah. Us or them, yeah. and I'm better than them because I don't I'm not responsible for the problems you're currently experiencing. But as for as for old Paul Wellypoo, I really do think there there's gotta be a nuanced diplomatic understanding to this where you and so you've brought up I brought up the the law enforcement consideration or or the international <laughs> law enforcement because there's still big stick diplomacy that the United States wields and they like yeah. to ensure that some of their you know those enemies that could cause terror they are behind bars and ultimately Europe is happy about that too so like there's there's a crazy thing about this Victor Boat was caught by the Thai police due to a coordination between the U.S. and Interpol so. You have an international criminal who the Europeans it like and a, it was like a sting operation. It was a sting, the, the yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a sting, so they got him on a sting, which is why he only served twenty five years. Apparently, that's the maximum sentence for a sting operation, yeah. or he could only serve twenty five years. But the the interesting thing is that this is an internationally wanted person. This isn't just like big stick diplomacy, United States, Victor yeah. for Victor Bout for Brittany Griner. It's like just just kind of a United States issue except for the human rights abuses yeah. that she would undergo yeah, for for Paul Wellen kind of the same thing they're like ah it's human rights abuses but like was he set up I oh, we don't know the diplomats have to go in there and kind of cut a deal and of course trying to cut a deal for both is optimal that's that's what they that's probably what they wanted want to get par- according to the White House press secretary they actually were trying to do a deal for both of them yeah. and when it came down to the wire Paul Whelan was too important to the Russians and oh. fair. I mean, look, you're in a negotiation at both sides feel like they're going to lose something. That's the yes. way it goes. So Russia thinks they won and the U S thinks they won, but that's the important part is that both sides leave the negotiation feeling like they won something. So I'm not saying that people, human beings are, ch- are pawns on a chessboard, but, but I mean, the inter- look, international politics is really difficult and it's nuanced. And the, both Paul Whelan, Victor Bout, and Brittany Griner embroiled in, in, in this kind of sort of controversy. It's not all plain. It's not all like, well, 
she's a basketball player and he's an international arms dealer. That's not the only story there. That's what I was, I think I'm trying to get out. And I think you're helping me do is that there's much more to this than meets the eye and taking it at face value. Like it's like, well, she's just some WNBA player and he's in it. it the, the idea that you would think that that's the cert, that's the highest level overview of the story. I'm sorry. I think you need to stop. I don't know what you're smoking. You know, so, there's always something going on that's that's much higher level. You're at you're at the base level, man. You're on the first yeah. rung. So I'd like I'd like to tell you uh, a, a horrible Russian diplomacy joke. A joke, okay? And it'll take some explanation. It. So it's not a very good joke. But hit me. In as as Russian diplomat, you look at other countries and you see deals made, and you say, ah, compromise. But when you come to Russia and you try to make deal, you say, ah. Compromat. Now, very nuanced joke there. Very nuanced joke. Okay. Okay. Because compromat is the Russian word for like having compromising material on a politician or a business person or someone, oh. in, <laughs> or someone important, which is just the post-Soviet Fair. Russian political scene. So yeah, there yeah. is like that's that's the idea. If Paul Wellen served some sort of compromat. Well, then we cannot compromise. It's that's the yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the idea, and that's where I think again diplomacy is is the most high stakes more than hostage negotiation. It's the most high stakes negotiation. So there are nuances where I saw this as a law enforcement idea, and you saw this as an actual human rights abuse that yeah. you stand up yeah, for human rights. Yeah, we are probably only getting like twenty percent of the picture. Because oh, I'm perfectly willing to admit that yeah. I don't even have the picture right here. Like that's, yeah. but Wait, yeah, because you're like yeah. again, there are there are European and now Asian interests in the American prisoner, and then you likely have, uh, like how do you how do you have the United States go to a human rights tribunal or a human rights council meeting? And then they say, we stand up for human rights. And then China says, like, well, you know, don't you have, like, uh, one of your prisoners in the, in Russia suffering human, right, human rights abuses? And all you need to do is mm. give up a prisoner is going to get out soon anyway. Like, that's yeah. the thing you don't want said on the international stage because that soundbite is louder than the nuance. I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with that. It's like, uh, can can many countries compete? with the human rights record of North America slash Europe. Like, can, can they really, can, can anyone else kind of stand up and say, well, you know, your record's not that perfect. It's like, well, it's a damn sight per- more perfect than the other Belgium. half of the world. Or well, France. just keep heading East, keep heading yeah, East of Europe. Keep heading east. It's like, yeah. I don't, th- I, you know, you better Qatar. be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Qatar. Yeah. You better be careful. Throwing fucking stones in glass houses, man. Like that's like I just don't know if that's going to be the soundbite you hear. It could though. You're I hear your point, Alex. Uh, anyway, human human rights abuses are to international politics as you know, um, uh, blood favorite ice cream is to vampires. It, they just they really <laughs> just go hand in hand. I think that's what we need to what we need to admit. Correct. But correct. Without without letting that horse get any rest. Um, I think we'll we'll yet see if Lord of War Two is actually just a post nuclear apocalypse story of how Victor Belt somehow survived like the cockroach he is. Anyway, moving on, Alex. I feel like there's a Family Guy skit in our future where Victor Bout is like going to his like, family doctor and he's like, 
Hey, oh yeah, so you're back from uh, the US. Yeah, okay, let's do your physical here. And it turns mm-hmm. out, yeah, your prostate is massive. You need to put on medications. Your your blood pressure is out of control. And you you know what? You're dyslipidemic. You're going to have to go on some Lipitor here. Your cholesterol, your, your LDLs are out of control, bro. Like, it, it's like, oh, he's old and infirm. Like, oh, Lord of War 2, an arms dealer yeah. on Lipitor? That's just... <laughs> Like, oh, it, has man. A, it has a certain ring about it, I guess. But yeah, I got to run those anyway. guns, but I got to tell you, I love this friggin' Adventure Time show. This is great. <laughs> All right. So the, what's our, where are we going next? I think, our, let's, Alex, let's go for, you know what? Despite, I think there's, the next story is something we can agree on. And that is, oh, okay. sometimes democracy works. After yes, it kind agree. of almost fails, and then <laughs> yeah. you need to review it. And then you need to count if it worked. And then you need to say, okay, wait, 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 hold on. Democracy one more time. And then what you get is Warnock defeating Herschel Walker in the runoff election. Yeah, I, was, I think that the time of our last recording, it was like, maybe it was the day before, or was the night before the the Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker runoff in Georgia. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, might say, well, you guys live in Canada. Why is this important to you? I mean, maybe I'd said it at the time. It was like Herschel Walker winning represents something like the worst type of winning that the Republicans can do, right? They're they're essentially making him a token, the token black guy who just was was saying and doing just some abhorrent things. And the idea that Georgian voters were voting for him almost at 50% is like yeah. fucking unreal. So but, uh, this is, um, I think this is really the problem of... Well, it's controllable too, right? That was the well, other thing. Well, I, was thing. I think this is the problem of your buddy Kyle. Okay? So Kyle. your buddy Kyle, he, you know, you're like, you're new, you're new on the scene. Maybe you're new high school. Okay, you, you're at back your old high school. You're an all-star running back, uh, wide receiver. I can't remember what position he was. But you're in the new high school now. or And you're just like, cool, man. I'm trying to make friends. And then like Kyle comes around. And he's like, yeah, man. I, well, let's hang. You look cool as shit. He's like, so you like to burn stuff? And you're just like, well, I don't know. I'll make friends. I, I burn stuff. It's cool. And Kyle's like, sweet. Let's go set the school on fire. And you're like, whoa. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, like, take, take it easy, man. take it easy, man. Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, you're totally right. Okay, just hit this joint. And you're like, okay, cool, weed isn't terrible. And you hit the joint. He's like, yeah, it only has a little PCP in it. And you're like, Kyle, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> so you're chasing the white dragon, and Kyle's just like, bro, I'm out of money, but we need more weed. And you're like, it's fine. I got my parents give me a credit card. It's really cool. And he's like, no, no, it's cool. We'll just rob that convenience store because that'll be awesome. I have this gun that I found at my brother's place. Let's go do this. And you're like, what, Kyle? Oh, the PCP makes me so suggestible. Okay, fine. What? You're freaking crazy. And then you rob a liquor store with Kyle because he doesn't know what a liquor store versus a convenience store is. And then what you're doing is you're taking the the winnings of robbery that you stole from that liquor store and drinking the $5 whiskey that is basically just paint thinner featuring color brown. And you look over to Kyle and you say, Kyle, man, you live a wild life. He's like, yeah, I know. It's only Wednesday. I'm like, God damn. If this is you every day, you are a fucking psychopath and and then kyle makes you run for a senate position in the united states no kyle runs for the senate no no, i I would forgive kyle because he's a friggin lunatic i can't forgive 
the person who can be so easily, I guess, positioned as like the trophy candidate because it's like, come on. I feel how, a little bad. How are you going to let this many people speak for you and do things yeah. that even you find or put you in positions that even you're just like, how'd that go? And they're like, it was, oh, it was, uh, it was, oh, it was good. You did your best. Like that's a, that's a humiliating position to be in. And this is like a guy who has achieved the, the highest tier of a sports profession and yeah. you got to look at him and be like, bro, like you clearly have a, you've disciplined, you still keep fit. Like you clearly have some things about you that are admirable qualities. How do you know going, about that? Right. No, like uh, despite, despite his personality flaws, guy still hits the gym. Guy still, you know, tries to, you know, take chances on life. But hmm. this is one of those ones where you got to look at the cost benefit analysis and you say, you know what, Cl- Kyle, you know what? Kyle's yeah. a jackass. A clock is right twice a day. Let's say that. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I feel bad for Herschel Walker because he was being so obviously manipulated by the Republican Party and their donors. It was it, it's it's hard because it's clear to everyone who was watching who was not involved objectively that Raphael Warnock should be returning to the Senate and he was the clear, clear candidate who it, it, who actually knew about governance how a bill becomes a law that's exactly (laughs) it right so so i I didn't hear a single question to 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 during the debates where it was like um herschel take us through how a bill becomes law what are the three branches of government name three supreme court justices like this guy couldn't do that who is on a committee that you want to be that you want to keep up name a single committee name a single single committee he couldn't do it so now his his problems with guns beating his wife you know misogyny getting abortions not all his character flaws notwithstanding he simply wasn't fit to govern and that if you're if you're if you're a republican and you want a candidate to represent you, you at least want someone who understands the House Ways and Means Committee, what that fucking means, or what a whip is, or why you would need a whip, right? Like, yeah. you need someone who has, who's basically literate. And to my eye, Herschel Walker was none of those things. And that's not disparaging to because he's a, he's a football player, he's a man, or because he's black. It's just, a, that's a simple fact. Herschel Walker was not a good candidate. Raphael Warnock was everything you would want in a candidate. If, in fact, Raphael Warnock ran as a Republican, he would have crushed Herschel Walker, yes. right? Like he he's an exceptional candidate, and he happens to be black and a man. So and, it's it's and a community it's, leader and a guy who is like knows the, yeah. the democratic process. Like he's There's yeah just, very well qualified. Yeah. So to me, there was two things happening here. One, democracy did win. I agree with that, but not by a m- fucking margins of a hundred percent here. Like yeah. Rafael Warnock won by like three percent because he got the over fifty percent of the vote. But then that so, notwithstanding, that tells you about something about tribals in the U.S. But yeah, still people voted for a candidate they knew couldn't govern, like can't spell maybe or. So- I don't know. I, like it here's, just here's the here's what's dangerous because you're this is exactly where I'm going. It's the tribalism is terrifying, and I don't mean to infantilize a grown man that has children that I think are older than I am, but that dude has trouble identifying his ass from a hole in the ground. And uh, totally, 
politically politically would not would be challenged to spell the goddamn word so that's so that for me i'm just like okay so what's going on here the tribalism is such that you can say voting in a complete idiot is it's a-okay because i clearly see the hands up his ass getting him to say the things so that's what i hear the puppeteer puppeteer you the, yeah, yeah exactly the, you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're like let him say anything you're like let him do whatever the hell he wants because the puppeteer you're like i trust the puppeteer and their arm is up to the shoulder up this guy's ass like to, oh, yeah. to see yeah. interviews with him and lindsey graham lindsey graham is not a big man but he had nearly half of his body up herschel walker's ass literally i think somebody Shall asked me either lindsey Somebody said, no, you're totally right. Um, somebody asked either it was Lindsey Graham or it might have been Steve Bannon or s- somebody on the Republican side. You know, do you think that like the Herschel Walker's antics, you know, as a candidate, do you, do you think they're going to be in a, you know, they're going to come back to bite him? And this Republican's answer was no. Maybe 20 years ago, it was not cool to hold a gun to your wife's head or have all your mistresses get abortions and then preach against abortion. 20 years ago, you could never have been a candidate. But this is a post-Trump era. We're living in a post-truth world. Like that, that's not gonna be a factor. And that Republican, I think it was Steve Bannon, he was right. Fucking this had to go to a runoff because it was the election was so close. So he was absolutely dead on that the tribalism is run so deep that it doesn't even matter what your candidate's done. I mean, fuck, he could have been a murderer, I guess. Like he we could have been a flat out be- murder. Right, we could. I would be fun to game this out in a way, in like a simulation, where you know you find out how many times out of ten Herschel Walker wins after admitting he murdered somebody. I, I, it's you know what? It's not less than ten percent. He would win greater than my intuition is. I'm not a mathematician or a statistician, but I'm telling you, there's some number of times he will win as a murderer. I, there has to be. So I don't. Alex, Wait, as, is, just, as, <laughs> no, as, is, as is tradition, so in 1995, I really do think that The Simpsons predicted this happening in the episode Sideshow Bob Roberts, where Sideshow Bob runs on the Republican ticket to win like the the mayor of, of Springfield. And yeah. he basically says, you need me, Springfield. I am the Republican that says you 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 can have your guns and you can blame me for all the things. But then I cut your taxes and you end up, you know, winning anyway. And then Bart's just like, we want the truth. And Sancho Bob's like, you can't handle the truth. No, truth handler, you. I deride your truth handling abilities. Like he's, <laughs> like, there's... There's just yeah. so many there's always, great lines. There's always a Simpson. Yeah, it's always yeah. a Simpsons and, reference. Yeah. And Sideshow Bob, he's like, he is the quintessential Republican who is actually like a friggin' murderer. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like an evil villain. He's an evil yeah. villain, and they're like, well, he, well, he is an evil villain, but like, yeah. he's like an evil villain in that he's like a Republican, I guess. Yes. And yeah. he is the Republican that the Republicans would vote for and put on the ticket. There's like, it doesn't totally. matter. Yeah. If he tried to kill Bart three times by that season, <laughs> yeah, like, see, murderer. Just, yet people vote for him. Like, murderer. Like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I, I, I don't, don't want to beat that up too much because it's over. Raphael won. You know, um, we, we, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people doing um, some type of analysis over what happened there, but, and I'm sure we'll hear varying opinions. But to my eye, uh, democracy had a good day when Raphael Warnock won um, his seat again. 
Um, yeah. There's a couple couple people that didn't are returning to the U.S. Senate that were sort of vanguards of free speech and uh, and democracy. But you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, for all of you YouTube listeners out there, for all of you YouTube content creators, I hope you actually, you know, you know, use the title Warnock destroys Walker in oh, yeah. runoff yeah. election because I can't wait to watch that video. It, and the destroys has to be in all caps. If Destro- you're going to put destroys. Yeah. 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 Or owns. It's got to be in all caps. Owns. WVW, okay. Alex. That's yeah. Um, okay. Actually, so, okay. On that, I got. I. I. I did see something today that um, uh, somebody forwarded me, and it oh. was. Do you know Michael Knowles? Do you know who Michael Knowles is? Michael Knowles. Yeah. Is this Beyonce's, you know ben, Beyonce's husband? No. You know who Ben Shapiro is? <laughs> I do know who Ben Shapiro yeah. is. So Ben Shapiro and Michael Knowles are both. Oh, co-owners, co-writer, whatever they are, co of something of the Daily Wire. So Michael Knowles is. A- it's, it's not that my sister's hot. It's just that she's an attractive woman, and I actually think the attractive women can do whatever they want to do. I mean, they're ready to do whatever they want to do as women, it's, you know. And so my sister's kind of hot, and I've kind of watched her jerk off sometimes in the shower. It's totally fine. I'm, 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 it's totally, I'm just I'm Ben Shapiro. You're, really dude, you're two for two for impressions. You did. What did you do last last episode? You did. Uh, the turtleneck wearing woman from Theranos. You did. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, it's just that if you have blood and you take blood and you take a sample of it, and you know, I hear Ben Shapiro is actually one of my candidates. Yeah, I know. I'm really in a blood blood transfusion. I think we can totally save a bunch of people's lives. With, you know, so, predictably, if you don't like Ben Shapiro, you're gonna like you're gonna like Michael Moles even less. But um, he he recently. As the as people on the right like to do, they like to t- bring people onto their shows about things, topics like abortion, transgenderism, whatever the case is, and then and then put out ownage videos on like Michael Knowles owns somebody, and in this in this case, um, he I think he re- he fucking messed with the wrong the wrong person. He brought a uh, third year medical student named Bronte Bronte. I don't know how you say your name Bronte Bronte. Bronte, Bronte Resnick onto his show to talk about abortion and she defended it masterfully and at every turn you could f- you find Knowles like again you know that smugness that Ben Shapiro has yeah no- Knowles has it in spades so oh. he just these smug responses and constantly shifting the conversation to other topics well it sounds like you're saying this but let's leave that alone and go to this topic it's like well, I didn't say that though but Okay, like constant, like that kind of misdirection, smug bullshit. Every question he says is actually a statement, but not really a question. So he did a bunch of this anyway. I, it was gotchas. A, That's all it is. It's setups it, oh, for gotchas. And, and and then predictably, because he clearly loses the argument against this very intelligent woman, Bronte Resnick, who's actually a TikToker and a third year medical student. Um, he clear then he. He segments the YouTube video that he put up into little ownage things where he he doesn't fully he edits some of her comments out so it looks like he makes this great point which she she suborns herself to. So as you do when you're a conservative um, talk show host, you need to edit all the things that actually happened in order to appear right to all of your faithful Alex, you or, sorry, followers. They, they yeah, get it in yeah. post. They really do. They yeah. really get and it. They in post. really get it in post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So somebody forwarded this to me today. So if anybody's looking for a good, um, oh, you know what? If you're looking for a frontal lobotomy or a good YouTube video on abortion, I recommend both of these. Uh, Michael Knowles versus uh, Bronte Resnick. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Bronte Resnick held her own in a way 
that Michael Knowles was uncomfortable with because one, he's uncomfortable around women. All conservative men generally are. They don't know how to talk to women. They're not sure how to be around them. They're afraid of menstruation and intercourse. So women are very like, they're going to make a sudden movement and maybe fuck me up. We don't, they're not really sure. Alex, Um, Alex, menstruation attracts bears and sex outside of the missionary position. You could, you could pull a a hamstring or something. Like, let's be real. It's the devil. Yeah. And, and like in the, I guess the, the, the warts on the devil's ass can also have warts themselves. And that's what Michael Knowles sounds like. That dude's sex is mostly, he's, I want to say through a protective sheet. Like he let's, let's be real with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I Alex. <laughs> oh. Uh anyway, on on the topic of I don't know how I got why I was mentioning that, but it was something about Owns. Alex, you know what something. I want? All Owens I want, is the Owens. Yeah. I wish I you know what I, want? I want like Jane Fonda to start a, a YouTube channel called Jane Fonda Owns and then she'll be like Jane Fonda owns Lindsey Graham, but it's actually just like mm-hmm. Jane Fonda and she's like she has an actual photo of Lindsey Graham in a frame and she's like so I bought this photo frame and I put a photo of Lindsey <laughs> Graham love it. in it and uh, yeah, so, I own, so I own this photo frame and uh, yeah, I, I own it and then it's like Jane Fonda destroys Pierre Trudeau and she's just like so I have this small poster of Pierre Trudeau but I don't need it anymore so I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it yeah. through a paper shredder and I just so guess I on destroyed the- it <sighs> On the topic of ownage videos, I've seen a lot of Pierre Polivier owning Justin Trudeau. Oh, he's owning. He's owning yeah, right just, now, Alex. The, a bunch of conservative websites are just pushing these out onto TikTok and uh, Instagram. And one I just saw that was fairly disingenuous, but kind of a, you know, look, it's a good move. I have to, you know, game recognize this game, right? Uh, Pierre Trudeau, or sorry, Pierre Polivier said, Oh, whatever. Criticism, criticism of Justin Trudeau. And well, the person who is responsible for this entire mess, please stand up. And then he sits down. And then it's like, well, it's question and answer period. Justin Trudeau has to stand up after Pierre Poulivier um, has said something to answer the question. So the idea that he's like, oh, that's like saying homo says what? And then the person didn't hear you and goes, what? It's like, it's one of the most childish things I've seen from yes. someone who wants to be a, a prime minister I've ever seen. But yeah. uh, like it, there's a bit of a gamesmanship that I recognize that his followers think that's Are fucking love. He, he's fucking awesome. He's like the I coolest guy. If he stood up after he said that, it totally means exactly. he's, he's the yeah. one who's through that fault. Yeah. And fuck that yeah. guy. Like totally. Yeah. And if I did this, if I did this whole homo says what thing to them, they, they wouldn't like it. Or if I did the okay symbol and they looked at it, I punched them in the dick. Not, they don't want to play those games. They don't like it when it's done to them. They only like it when it's when they're doing the the dick punching us, us or touching, which whichever you like in this case. So, I, you know, I see a lot of these, and I think God, this is the fucking lowest hanging fruit of politics right now. It's gross that we've that, and and you and I have been saying this for a year. Yeah, that level of toxic shit that's in the U.S. It's coming to Canada, and oh, it's here. Fear is the, it's, it's here. It's, He's the it's progenitor of that. Paul Smith yeah. and Pierre yeah. Poilievre. Oh, and, you're a perfect example oh, too. Yeah. Oh, Fuck man. Yeah. He's just like you know what I. You know what I love. I love lush green belt environments. 
I especially love it when I tell my buddies to buy that property so I can turn it into condominium for them. Yeah. Oh, there is. Uh, there, there's gonna. I think there's gonna be a reckoning over that. I don't think that's going away. Actually, I, I, I think that's actually that's not. That's a little more than hearsay. The the sell off of the green belt, but that's for another podcast. I don't want to get into that right now. I know that'll be next year. That's a, after, that's a, that's a dark hole. After the nuclear fallout of old yeah, Ontario yeah. Premier Dougie Ford, who honestly, can I just say it right now? I'm going to say, uh, this is a little tangential, so you're going to have to come with me on this one, Alex. Okay, let's do it. We should fat shame politicians. Yeah, I agree. If you can't walk control, to the office yeah, without appetite. having your heart nearly explode out of your chest, or if you can't take public transit and walk the two kilometers and from you know office to public transit or home to public transit, like... I'm sorry, you're just, you are physically unfit. Like that's, you you have the fitness test for seven-year-olds and they don't, uh, well, pass it, they fail. I want a fitness test for politicians. Let me point out something that's, dare I say, hypocritical of the, of, oh. of the right. Dare I say it, but, you know, you, you, Darest, you, hear, Dareth, Alex, Dareth, please. <laughs> you hear about the sort of senescence of Joe Biden. And you know what? I, I think that like there's some amount of speed at which Joe Biden can't think anymore, right? Yeah. He's slower than he was 10 years ago. I agree with that. And, and that, uh, look, your brain atrophies, atrophies over your lifetime. And when you get older, it does, it's, it's more atrophied and you, you lose the, you lose the ability to, um, pull names and places and speak as fast as you once did. Your cognition is slower. That's the way it is when you're older. I, I totally agree with that. But if you're a conservative, you laud this all the time. This is your favorite topic about how fucking old Joe Biden is and how he can't do anything. You also, uh, from my perspective, conservatives love to talk about how the public health measures should have been talking more about how people need to lose weight and be healthier. And we wouldn't have need to done do as many lockdowns and we probably wouldn't need uh, masks because if people were just healthy and lost weight and weren't fat, blah, blah, blah. True. Yeah. But they can't apply this logic to Rob Ford or Doug. Not Ford's as they, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, that Both. doesn't map onto Doug Ford in any way. So if no. you were to say, well, you know, I have serious concerns about Doug Ford's weight. The guy looks like a walking heart attack. He clearly has impulse control problems. He's a fucking lard ass. They would say, man, you're, you're being really mean to Doug Ford right now. It's like, yeah. are you fucking serious with your fucking hypocrisy over dude ageism? What are you talking about? Catching COVID and dying and needing to be on yes. oxygen if he survives. Correct. But Alex... Alex, politicians, much like the the acclaimed book Animal Farm, politicians are allowed to get fat. That's how they speak the language of politics. Actually, mm. I believe you can speak better politics through jowls and, and yeah, through a The goiter. more jowly, the better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look at Winston Churchill. Super good at politicking. Super good at politics. M- massive jowls. Yeah. Massive. Yes, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I heard like, he drank gravy instead of tea in the mornings. Right, Alex, I made that up. That's, that's totally made up. Alex, and then you know what? Look at Stalin. You know, thin Stalin, an early non-paranoid thin Stalin. You know, not committing a murder daily, but you know, yeah. fatter, little, little more paranoid, <laughs> having a lot of the old, you know, Bekarovka at the end of the day. You know, he's 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 uh, he's putting on some pounds, and he was a. He was a very deliberate politician, let's say. Let's just I would say it. so. I would the say so. The weight yeah. allowed him to just murder daily. That's the- <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, the stamina uh, of that guy. I, I'm yeah. sure that Dougie, old Dougie, would be uh, would be murdering daily if we uh, we no. we let him. And it would be mostly yeah. um, eth- probably people who are ethnically not white or poor. It's just yeah. my intuition. Allegedly, he would murder the poor who are non-white. But that first. But anyway, yeah, yeah whatever. So, so um, remember, so, yeah. our anarchist listeners, remember to eat the rich, but eat the fat ones first. They have the most oh, meat definitely, on them. definitely. Yeah. Def, I would definitely do that. Yeah, eat yeah. the rich. I love it. But, um, okay. Alex, I think... Our, I our think final flogging... Uh, no? Do you, do you want to just touch on one thing? Just Let's do it. Because we... We have the opportunity for a Homer Simpson-esque nuclear meltdown. Just to mention, a little drop in. And I want to just ask you, just like, hey, what do you predict, Alex? Because I didn't know that having 10 followers on Twitter would allow me to say, hey, my 10 Twitter followers, four of which are bots, I need help identifying this person who's in front of me right now. Help. Oh, oh, this is a great story, actually. Now, Alex... Extrapolate that. First of all, let's get. Hold, let me pat you on the back for a second, because you and I have been talking about how Elon Musk really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with Twitter. Zero. We've been predicting, like all everything we've predicted, essentially has been fairly true. And you know why? I think I understand dumb men. Why I'm a man, and I'm somewhat dumb myself. I I get. I have a dumbness. Is like, oh, I I speak that language. Yeah, Yeah. I speak that language. No problem. You speak it too. No way, bro. And and predictably, we've said this guy might be great at creating solar panels or a solar roof or whatever you do, the shingle thing, Tesla, Starlight. Those are great. That lot of like good, a lot of goals, right? Like I I give the guy props, but running this social media slash advertising agency is not, it's just not in in his alley. And again, him as the vanguard of speech. Turns out he's not so much the vanguard of free speech. Oh. Um, yeah. So what did we learn today in the what last? We uh, oh, so what, to, what well, happened? I mean, we learned on Wednesday. Well, we learned earlier this week that the Twitter account that was tracking his his plane with legally protected data uh, that account has been closed. Even though Elon has gone on record saying, "I won't close that account," um, he won't ban ban accounts. But won't guess ban what? The account. Yeah. Um, an account. Yeah, we have we have seven Ukrainian pro-Ukrainian effort news outlets that have been their accounts have been banned on Twitter and they're no longer able to share news directly. I believe one is United Three or United Seven. Uh, I will be a correction on that one. I'm definitely not getting the name right. There's seven U- okay. pro-Ukrainian accounts that have been closed and banned on Twitter. Um, and then Alex. That's why I got to bring it up. Like when I have, when someone's like parked in, like someone's like blocking me on the street and I take out my phone, I take a photo of them and I send it to my 10 followers and I say, help me identify this person. Those six real human being followers do absolutely nothing because they don't check their Twitter actively. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) But if you're Elon Musk. If let's say 121 million followers. And I said, who is this person blocking my car right now? Alex, if I'm going to, if I mobilize 0.01% of them, if I'm going to dox this person, I'm like, I'm, I'm really, I'm flattered. You're, You're actually just saying that this person is now going to be met with the full force of people who will yeah. do stupid shit in the name of me. So hold on, let's just say unpack this. So um, there was an account, I think it's Elon Jet or Elon Plane, Elon Jet. 
Elon it's Jet. called the, at, at Elon Jet. And it's actually a 20-year-old a, a guy who actually has a, several of these accounts that was like, um, I'm going to make it up, at Britain Jet or at... He, he tracks the jet movements on Twitter, With which publicly, is totally legal, publicly, available, publicly data. available data. It's a publicly, it's, it's a, it's a free source app that you can use. He tracks the movement of a lot of people on their private jets, whatever the case. I don't, I mean, this is not interesting to me, but Elon Musk doesn't like that. He doesn't like being tracked on his private jet by this guy on Twitter. He's okay with everyone else getting tracked, but not this, but not himself. Um, so he banned this at Elon jet, uh, Twitter user who's this 20 year old guy. And then he reached it to his 121 million followers to say, I want to know who this guy is. And they did. They found out exactly who he is immediately. So not only does Elon Musk not like the free speech of an individual who tracks his movements on his jet and who he said he would never ban, which he did. He also wants to get a hold of this guy's name. So I assume he's going to do something to him file a lawsuit against him or whatever the case is. So president uh, and CEO of Twitter, uh, I don't know, the boss baby at this point, uh, he's going to fucking dox me now for even saying it. It's like, yeah, freedom is only for those who the corporate crybaby Elon Musk thinks, you know, that who should have it. So I saw a lot of Twitter, a lot of Twitter shit over this, like people defending Elon Musk. And my response to some of these people was, because I had to wade into the debate, to be honest with you, was like, oh my God, this poor corporate billionaire, how how can the rights, how can the wrongs ever be righted? And I was, people jumped on my throat. Like, well, it's not really cool that people do that. It's like, there's a lot of shit going on on Twitter that isn't cool but you chose to defend the corporate billionaire. Like give your fucking head a shake, man. These yeah. people, these sycophants, these sheeple, right? Which is what people accuse other people on the left of the right accuses of the left of. It's like, you're doing the exact same thing that you laud. So you're, Alex. you're can't, you're, you're interrupting free speech, which is this thing you yell about all the time. Alex. You thought he was taking it over for your free. So yeah, I think I've made my point. on that. When a doctor tells me I need this vaccine, because it'll reduce my chances of potentially dying of it. That is the definition of sheeple. Come on. Yeah, right. That's the definition. How dare you? But when the formerly world's richest man says, find this person for me so I can go after them. And I'm saying 0.01%, let's say 12,000 people say, yeah, 12,000 people do what this dude says. Not sheeple, Alex. That's called free speech. It's called free speech. That's, yeah. that's called hashtag free speech. speech yeah. Spelled F R E R S P E R C H. First birch, my friend. First birch. People went mad, fucking bonkers yeah. over Kathy Griffin posting, put with that posted a picture of herself Trump's, with President Trump's, yeah, yeah, like, uh, Trump's decapitated head. Right. Yeah. It's like, and they were like, how dare you fuck it? It's like, it's Kathy he, Griffin's. He is okay, the, I think it, he's the president, it was ta- Alex. Yeah, it was it was tasteless, but it's like it's her it's her freedom to be able it's to post it she wants like that. Yeah, but it, exactly. Yeah, it was super yeah, consistent. So again, here we go with the inconsistency of the right and these fucking far right trolls, these people who, you know, they can't apply logic to themselves in the way that they try to apply it to everyone else. And again, he's. Elon Musk. I don't think he needs your support. He's a billionaire. He's and gonna honestly, be he's gonna, gonna be just. He, fine. He's gonna. You know what he can do with his, when he's crying about all this bullshit that's happened to him? He can wipe his tears up with hundred dollar bills, and then he can throw them away. So, so he doesn't need your help. 
like to be on, quite honest. Anyway, I thought it was I thought that was a subsection of what happened on Twitter this week that was like yet again the you know, I feel like an oracle here where it's like this guy's not for you, bro. Yeah. But whatever. And it's not like it's not like we have Lindbergh baby situations happening to this guy. Like he is just a billionaire with a security detail and everyone in his orbit is totally protected and well off for next that several generations over. Yeah. Well, look, we've said this before. What's what is it like to live in a world where no one tells you no? Yeah. I, we, no I think we made this distinction yeah. about, no yeah, about MBS. It's like yeah. no one tells this guy no. It's like you can't tweet that. He can tweet whatever he wants. Don't make that decision. I'll do whatever I want. Oh, don't buy that. I can buy whatever I want. So there's no one to tell this man no. And there's something really like sociopathic about that, to be quite honest, and my from my perspective. But anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really, this is one of those rare occasions where, you know, a large alien invasion that, you know, just just tears Earth apart, but they focus top down first because like, well, first, yeah, first we'll take the, the power centers. Who do these people laud and 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 totally yeah, celebrate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're with that guy over there. He's, he, you're going to probe him, right? Probe him first. Okay, yeah. probe him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, probe him real good. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Like, you just wish horrible things on these people who have no problems. There's none. Remember, with a billion dollars, you are able to go to an island where a dude gets children for you that you could have sex at <laughs> oh with. My God. And then you can get prosecuted for it, slap on the wrist, and all you lose is your military medals. Alexandra! Alexandra! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have, oh, a, I, have a hor- I have a royal cold right now, Alex. Um, but this is, we live in an era where you can Henry VIII shit all the goddamn time. And totally. this is totally. this is now the feudal state of, or sorry, the, fief, the fiefdom of Musk. Because at least the feudal state, you were giving back to the fucking king and they'd give you something, <laughs> like at least protection. No, it's at least a, you got to yeah, eat. You used yeah. to have to eat, and like the king yeah, would say, "I'll take, I'll totally ward off roaming marauders." No, this is a fiefdom of a digital fiefdom that is owning all of the noise on the platform, and the That's king totally. is saying, "Hey, guess what? Everything I say is law," and like the the fucking the emperor not only doesn't have no clothes on. The emperor is like actively hitting small children as he walks by them without new clothes. Like it's yeah. just, and yeah. everybody's That's just a good like, analogy. Yeah. I was like, why did that child get in the way of the emperor? That's what people are saying. It's freaking, it's insane. So when this guy effectively gets somebody killed, because when you drive people to a pizza gate, they will drive to a local pizza pizza, shoot up the place, thinking that shit's going on in the basement. When this guy actually drives people to violence. And no one can ban him. And someone gets killed. Probably someone innocent. Probably someone in the age range of 18 to 25. Well, then, then he's going to be like, we really need to have a conversation about what incitement to violence means. It's going to be a great press release. We need to talk about what incitement to violence is. And it's a very important. No, I, I honestly think there'll be a there'll be a Senate hearing over it. At that point, the, the government will intervene. I and that might actually be the catalyst for... Um, getting a hold on the damage 
that social media companies are doing to the fabric of society and democracy. I honestly I, think they, they I, have I, some I, negative effect. For all the good they do, they ha- we, we know I'm they have negative effects. So I honestly think that... I'm running the gamble. Okay, well, we'll, let's, we'll, let's, let's... Hold on. It's year-end. Okay. Year let's not do year-end resolutions. Do year-end bets. Ten people yeah. will die before the ten, the Senate committee hearing. That's that's my money. Ten. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to say it's less than that. I'm going to say less than ten. You can say greater than ten. How about ten? Equal less than or equal to ten, and I'll or whatever. We'll we'll, we'll, I'll we'll do we'll greater than like ten. That. You can do less than or equal to ten. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do greater. I honestly than 10. think that because on Facebook when they when there was like oh data uh, what's it um, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, there's something going on here. We need to have hearings about this. And that no one died there. They just lost an election. So I, I like I think that the the death once the deaths once the looting starts, the shooting starts, as, they say, <laughs> as, as fucking Trump would say. It's like, yeah, that's gonna get Twitter in a lot of trouble. I, I think that the, it's coming. I think the social media reckoning is coming. I'm just I think it's gonna happen within the next year or so, but that's just me. Okay. Okay. Predic- predictions. Some Bropian predictions. So, Alex. Bropian predictions. That's it. Time for the last topic of season one. I, we got to do it, man. We got to. Yeah. We re- you know what? You know what? I feel like we got to do. We got to crack open that that you know that small box. Pull out a shell or two. You know, load up the barrel. Knock it back. Cock it back. And we got to blow this Bill C twenty one wide open. And so I swear to work. My gun and my ammunition were locked in separate gun cases. <laughs> you swear they are? Yeah. I swear. Okay. I swear. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, Bill C C twenty one. Actually, you've probably heard Joe Rogan talking about it if you listen to the Rogan podcast at all. It's a contra- somewhat controversial bill which states which is sort of amending the firearms laws in Canada. It's an amendment to the uh, current legislation for firearms. Um, and I'm not gonna get too wordy here about the way things are. I, I, what I really was interested in talking about is one, some of the subsections of the acts, which might be really good for Canadians and then why it's problematic for others. And then the messaging around it. So first and foremost, it bans handguns in Canada. You're aware of this, right? Legally acquired and legally purchased handguns. It bans yeah, them. It, it, it makes bans, handguns yeah, illegal. Yeah. They should really do that but with murder, by the way. It, it doesn't make them illegal to own. It make, makes it illegal to buy them now. So buy the exact, uh, I just want, I'll give you the exact wording in the in the legislation because it's important. Which the is, act is amended by adding yeah. the following after section 12.1. A registration certificate for a handgun must not be issued to an individual. So... Unlike the United States, every time you buy a handgun in Canada, you are it is recorded by the federal government, by the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, and a a a certificate for that handgun is issued to you. Now, I have my certificate locked up in a safe with my gun, which is where you should always keep it. That gun is registered to me. That's it. Yeah. No one can be issued any more certificates. Can you acquire a handgun illegally? Absolutely, you can. Fucking fucking right, you can. Yeah. I could pro- uh, make three phone calls. I could probably get one right now. Yeah. That said, every legal gun owner in this country will not sell you their handgun now without a certificate because they know that those certificates, if their handgun turns up missing, the certificate's tied to their name. So, so there's somewhat of an incentive here to not fuck around with your handguns now. Yeah. And and I will I have, say I, that. I have to note this. So. Yeah. 
before Bill C-21, so pre-Bill C-21, the bureaucracy sound, uh, surrounding a hand, handgun ownership was tantamount to five to eight times the cost of a handgun. That is the bureaucracy cost. So that is the, the political mechanisms to own a handgun pre-Bill C-21. After Bill C-21, it'll actually be something more like 15 to 16 times oh, the bureaucracy cost around owning a handgun, which means, so consider it this way, to own a handgun is like you're actually saying, I want to identify myself to the government in several government bodies. And then yeah, as a gun owner, as yeah. a gun owner, and I yeah. want to make sure that anything that goes on in my life and this gun are well documented and known to the government. Yes. And yes. I can't do anything with it less, unless I tell the government, Un- uh, except Correct. for shooting it. That can only yes. be done at a range. Like there's, Wait, hold on, it can be done at a range where you have an approved ATF uh, oh, transport go. permit so, from your home to the range. That's so, the only thing you can do with it. The okay. Bureaucracy so, continues. This is like, and this yes. is fascinating because I think what yes. I think that's what the I, and I'm going to say right now, the left misses this. I agree. I agree. This is a glaring hole this in the is legislation. A glaring hole in the legislation. That, that, and the that, left misses that, this. That, that, where people the, on the right who are very gun nutty are upset, they're upset for the right reasons. Yeah, there is so much fucking bureaucracy around owning a handgun around, in this country. Around owning a handgun, that I, I Which, do not want my I, like the last thing I want. Break into my home and steal my fucking tag watch, please, please. Yeah, it's worth less than my handgun, and it will get me in less. It'll get me in less fucking trouble than if you just take all my expensive watches. I got about six thousand dollars of watches here. Take the fucking watches, man. Don't take my handgun because I'm going to be in so much fucking trouble. I'm going to spend seven years in jail. Like I don't like, please don't take my handgun. Right. So that's the level of like owning handguns. Very complicated in Canada, which yeah. Adam, it should be. It yes. should be. Which then there's a thing. The left, if, there's, if we're talking about tribalism, the left can very much get on board with Canadian bureaucracy when it comes to gun ownership, legal yes, gun ownership, agree. because yeah, Everyone is every every handgun every legal handgun in Canada is known. There is not just a database; it's a fucking tracked registry. They Correct. know where it is. You report yeah. where it is. You have to re- document how you get it from point A to point B, like a friggin' bus route to school. Yeah. Like I'm going to take handgun A okay. to shooting range B, and it is Worst, known. If I beat my wife up. And I'm arrested. Those guns are gone. There you go. I forfeit my right to, under the new legislation, I forfeit my right to own guns. What? Because a, I've now been, I've now, under the new legislation, I've been convicted of a violent crime, right? Assaulting my wife or whatever I've done. And yeah, you don't get to own handguns anymore. That's in the new law. I don't have the exact wording, but I read that I did take an hour of my time yesterday and I read through the legislation, which was fucking boring as a motherfucker and it refers to you know it's so much referencing like subsection 12 as referred to in 17 as referred to in 34 it's like oh my god i can't even follow all this shit it's crazy but what it does say is if you get convicted of a fucking violent crime you forfeit the right to own guns that's something we want as Canadians. Yes. That's just, everyone should want that. Everyone I don't that. want violent individuals having access to guns freely. And no it's, one should actions have correct. consequences. 
actions exactly. have exactly. consequences. So it's okay. like so, you you were a gun owner. Oh, you thought it was okay to 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 commit a violent crime. You are no correct. longer allowed to be a gun owner. So here's the part of the law which so I think we've addressed the handgun part, which I think is which people may agree or disagree on that. Doesn't matter. That's this is the way it kind of is. Here's the part of the law that's received a lot of controversy controversy see controversy fuck I can't speak and people are misinterpreting and weaponizing for political gain it is the subsection 32 which says certain firearms deemed to be prohibited devices so this is where things start to the rubber meets the road with respect to guns that are prohibited when when prohibitions start getting added this is where shit can hit the fan this is where people are getting upset so it says section a of 3.2 it is uh it is proved that the firearm is not designed or adapted to discharge a shot, bullet, or other projectile at a muzzle velocity exceeding 152.4 meters per second or at a muzzle energy exceeding 5.7 joules. You might say, what the fuck does that mean? Well, 152 meters per second is in the neighborhood of I think it's 20, uh, 10,000 feet per second. And you might ask yourself, what the fuck discharges at 10,000 feet per second? And it would be something like a, a Barrett 50 cal sniper rifle that Canadian forces use to kill people in Afghanistan. That, I, that's what that rifle's used for. Which, which, so, which what do they call it? It's a cased, uh, cased ammunition or what, what do they call it? A cartridge, cartridge, uh, large, long cartridge ammunition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that, and we are using joules here, but and they use foot pounds uh, in the states. So let's say it discharges at ten thousand feet per second at a foot. The foot pounds is something like three thousand foot pounds. Okay, um, that gun. No one hunts with that gun in Ontario. It is not a hunter's gun. So when we say that it's an attack on hunters, I don't know a single hunter, and I know a lot of hunters, possibly over a hundred people who hunt, who hunt with a fifty cal. And it's not because you couldn't hunt with a 50 cal or oh, you kill could. an animal. You, could you, kill, you, you definitely can. can. You would destroy but, animals. Exactly. The, if you shot a deer with a 50 caliber rifle, it would turn into a mist, right? If your yeah. goal is to get a deer and, and eat its meat, you're not going to do that with a 50 cal, okay? Which also, it allows you to kill people at a range of about two kilometers and that's very problematic for me as a citizen of, of, of Canada. I just don't know that I want people two kilometers away from my home who have a clear line of sight being able to shoot into my home. The other caveat to there would be if you or are a hunter vision. and you make a shot, yeah, or anybody really, and you make a shot, that bullet has the ability to travel quite a distance and hit people at a very at far away from you. So anyway, so so is that controversial? I don't think that is. Some people are finding that controversial. The second part, part B of the same provision, 3.2, the firearm is designed or intended to ex- uh, exactly resemble or to resemble with near precision a firearm other than an antique firearm that is designed or adapted to discharge a shot, bullet, or other projectile at a muzzle velocity exceeding that. So that means dressing up a piece of another gun to look like a gun that does that. And I think that yeah, again, why are you spending all this money to have a gun that's dressed up to look like a Barrett 50 cal? And then potentially you you can uh, 
interchange the parts in order to shoot at a muzzle velocity that way. So, so yeah. it's not just saying the gun itself, the Barrett 50 Cal, that's illegal, but anything that could be interchangeably put new parts on stock, new barrel to, to achieve what the Barrett 50 Cal might be achieving. And so I think that's a good way to prevent the thing you want. Or not to say, well, we're going to outlaw this one gun, but we're going to outlaw any guns that could resemble that gun. And it's, a lot of people are fucked up over that. And which, I, I, no, I don't see that being as a bad thing. No, any, that's like, you can't, you can't what? Go ahead. You can't, you can't have a tank, so, right? So so we is, can't have a tank. Oh, well, what if I 3d printed just the tank body, but not the actual tank? It's like, no, no, you no. can't have anything that even resembles a tank, which Forget is like just the tank itself. And that, for, that's what they're really doing with the law here. For all of my fallout four players out there, you know how easy it is to, in a post-apocalyptic world to add, a, you know, a Barrett 50 cal barrel and muzzle on a, you know, oh, a, a, do you a, know how many caps a, it cost me? A pipe rifle. Yes. Yeah, costs us <laughs> yeah. not even that many caps. Actually, it's super easy to do. So many caps, no, yeah. It's like a real problem because you, you, you can't, I think this bill is actually trying to both say, Hey, this thing that you can buy should not be purchasable. Also, hum, human ingenuity is such that you could put, you could assemble this. Yeah. So we yeah. also have to account for that, which is like, that's a surprisingly good reading of how to outlaw a thing that you know could be built. Because we have, we talked about this, ghost guns. Ghost that means guns. people could just, we could fucking 3D print the things we want. Yes. Now, I, I would argue that you couldn't discharge something at a muzzle velocity of, uh, of 10,000 feet per second without one that 3D printed you probably get blowing one. up. But <laughs> yeah. whatever. You could probably get one, but it would kill you. Yeah. So the other part of the uh, gun law that's being widely debated on C-21 that um, I've heard referenced many times is the offense relating to altering a cartridge or magazine. Have you heard this? It's uh, if you, I only know the five to ten cartridge rule. I don't know what what this would correct, be. correct. So um, the new legislation would say, it says something like this: um, Every person who commits an offense who, without lawful excuse, alters a cartridge magazine that is not a prohibited device, so that it becomes a prohibited device. That 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 thereby meaning we have. So I have uh, British three hundred three. And that British 303 holds, which is strange, five five bullets in the magazine. Okay, um, it's it's pinned so that it can't hold ten. It could hold ten, but has a pin in it. It's a rivet. When I yeah. say pin, I mean rivet. Yeah. That prevents it's- the spring from actually allowing the, yeah. the the you know the 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 spring from being compressed all the way down. Yep. So that I could load ten bullets in. So, which, so if I altered just, that, this is this is altering the magazine. For Correct. F- so the magazine yeah. has been fixed to only hold five. If you adjust Correct. the magazine, you pull yeah. out the rivet so, so the spring can it, load 10, you've broken the Technically, lock. all magazines are only pinned for four. Plus, you can load plus one, one bullet in the chamber. Yeah. Yes. So I could have five in this. Technically, I shouldn't. I should only have four. The magazine accepts four. I should put four in it and then load it, and that should be it. Also, no self-respecting hunter, to be honest with you, has four fucking bullets. Needs... Needs 10 bullets to shoot one deer, right? In my life, I've been hunting for 10 years. Every deer I've shot at, I've used one bullet. Why? Because I practice, right? I want to be proficient with my firearm. Two, I don't want the animal to suffer needlessly. I want to shoot it once and have it die. And three, ammo is fucking expensive, it's bro. Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, want to, I don't want to be emptying. I don't want yeah. to be shooting $50 worth of ammo at a 
forty dollar yeah. deer tag, and that it's, deer just cost me ninety dollars. Yes, I might as well just got the and yeah. lead. And these are these are commodities yeah. they could trade it everyday people, and they're Correct. assembled so, grass and lead. So the idea that some hunters are saying you're attacking our gun rights and you're taking away our ability to hold ten rounds in the mag. Well, bro, you must be a shitty hunter then. Like, I mean, I, this is attack their egos is the way to get this fixed. But, but anyway, but come on, no, um, no. What is it? What is it really addressing? It's really addressing. We want to. We want to ensure high that capa- people high capacity, capacity magazines. Right. That's yeah, what high capacity yeah, magazine. Because yeah. what is a high capacity now, magazine? Spell it out. What does a high capacity magazine allow you allow you to do? Shoot As a, many people without re- shoot reloading. many people without reloading. Yes, That's it. because yeah. so, and this is and here's and there's a problem we're all we're going to talk about. This is legislation for legal gun owners who were saying we don't want you to have high capacity magazines so that legal gun owners cannot go out and kill many people before reloading because your reload well, is your most vulnerable but they aren't doing that i mean but if i'm gonna and, take the and position here that, that that's not the happening position, right? Yeah. They are not doing that. But and remember, this is yeah. what legislation is for, right? We have to, oh, we should outlaw a thing yes. Yes. because it it's there's there's a there's a societal benefit or to cause to reduce societal harm. So they're saying we're reducing societal harm by saying only low ca- only low capacity magazines are allowed now. Tampering with them is legal. And if you're caught, you're in trouble. But again, why is that being said? Well, it's not because hunters are shitty hunters. It's yeah. usually because yeah. we want to reduce high capacity magazines so people can't go okay. on a shooting. That's screen. a that's a okay. So this is that's a great point. This is the point of the legislation. That means that you will not be able to buy any extended or high capacity magazines in the province or in Canada ever. You can't. So you, you can't buy handguns. So that pro, that stops the proliferation of handguns in in Canada. Full stop. Legal, ha- legal it, handguns. Well, legal handguns. You're correct. All of the extended mags, barrels, slides, hand grips, everything related to handguns now, no one wants to own yeah. because no no manufacturer wants to send to Canada. It's just there's no market for it now, right? Yeah. It all any high capacity magazines, all the guns that you would add cool shit to, like so again, this is the one being targeted is the SKS. The SKS is essentially um, the uh, the uh, father, if you will, of the AK-47. Before the AK-47 was created, you had the SKS. The SKS holds five breech loading. Um, it doesn't have a clip in the sense that like you have a clip or a magazine. You physically open the bolt and you load all of the bullets inside the gun. Okay. It can be, um, this is like one of the most bastardized guns in Canada right now. You can take the stock off of it. You can put a bump stock on it. Mm-hmm. You can put an extended barrel. You can do a whole bunch of crazy shit to this gun. It's, and it's still very modular. Legal. It's incredibly it's modular. In, ex- exactly. And people love, love to modulate this gun. And it's a semi-automatic rifle. So it which fires. Means, one, which means. Every time you pull the trigger, a bullet just keeps coming out until fires. the magazine's empty. Okay, Versus a so, manual fired rifle, which is you have to load every cartridge or an automatic. Right. You, need to pull the, you need to pull the bolt back, load pull the next bolt. cartridge, push the bolt back. Yeah, so that's not that's that's not semi-automatic so no. and now, automatic recently is, auto, automatic is you just pull the trigger and bullets continuously come out so this is what yes. people always forget semi-automatic means yeah. i pull trigger it fires i pull trigger it fires because there are mechanisms yes. that allow the bu- the bullet to be loaded in the chamber and every time i pull that trigger a firing pin will hit a bullet and i don't need to reload the firing pin Correct. or the bolt 
So to clarify, the the SKS, if you pulled the trigger on the SKS and you had kept the trigger depressed, only one bullet would come out. You have to physically release it again for the gas that it's, it's a gas powered rifle for the gas of the explosion of the bullet coming out to reload the spring in the trigger, which would allow you to press the next trigger pull and a bullet would come out. Anyway, a bunch of RCMP and police were recently killed with SKS rifles in Eastern Canada. Why? Because SKSs are $200 a piece. The ammo comes... Yep, they're super cheap. The ammo comes in crates of 800 ammo to um, a a 10 because the ammo is actually 7.62 by, I think, 5... 7.62 by some some number of millimeters. I'm going to be corrected on this. And it comes in those old, like, you know those... uh, you know those spam tins, you know, with the key? Yeah, you, the yeah. old key tins okay. of ammunition. So that's, yeah. that's how old the ammunition is. It's old NATO rounds. And oh. you can't really, you don't, they, they make new new rounds for them. But, but there's so much of this NATO am, ammo yeah. ev- everywhere. People buy them and they come in 800 rounds per case. So what you now have is a $200 gun. And you can, for 180 bucks, you can buy 800 rounds of 7.62 by 5 mil. I think it's five mil NATO rounds. Five mil um, is 2.36. Is it smaller or is uh, it five? I think it's five. It's it's like the it's like saying five point six five 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 six uh, millimeter. Five, five, that's the okay. Same. Yeah, sorry. The five. I five, think six, it's yeah. close to that, but it doesn't matter anyway. Um, it's a it's it can be used as a hunting round, but now you're putting you have eight hundred rounds in a semi-automatic rifle that is highly modifiable, and you can buy for two hundred bucks, and it, it because it's a rifle. It's not registered in the way that a handgun is registered. Yeah. So the legislation is really saying, hey, we don't want those type of guns out on the market, which, uh, to your point, allow people to be killed really quickly, right? So I get conservatives are very mad about this, and there's some, a lot of liberals too, they're maybe mad about the gun laws. But the, you know, Pierre Polivier is weaponizing this idea that they're coming for your guns, the Visigoths at the door. Of course. And in reality, that's not really the case. Here's where the rubber meets the road with respect to like why it might not be a good idea. A lot of subsistence communities, northern Quebec, northern Ontario, all the northern, you choose your province, northern, right? They use British 303s and SKSs because they're widely available they have very cheap ammo and it's, easy to it's, repair. It's, it's, easy exactly. to replace. So subsistence communities who rely on they need to shoot a moose every season to feed their family. Native a lot of native communities really rely on the types of firearms that are being banned in this legislation because they can have magazines that are, can be amended or they're semi-automatic or the cases. So that's where the liberals have really fumbled here. That's where and, this legislation is, is fumbling. I'm going sure. to raise a hand on this one. Yeah, go. When you have open scope definitions, though the intent may be good, you might actually be doing more harm with, yeah. with prosecuting people who didn't even know. So it's like you're creating opportunities for criminal negligence that people weren't even aware. So exactly. this is, and yeah. this is, and I think this is why you're, you've got, They've got it to all of my Halo players out there. They're really trying to no scope this legislation with just firing (laughs) into oblivion this definition of what assault style assault style weapons are. You know what what uh, what different kinds of assemblies of weapons could be, which makes them dangerous. And 
I think a a valid response from the conservative side uh, uh, ideology is narrow your goddamn definitions. I agree. And, yeah. and create create such bureaucratic specificity so people aren't confused. Because what you're doing is you're creating opportunities for accidental criminal negligence, A. B, you're actually creating a, a, a more difficult legal gun, over, gun owner environment that already has one of the most restrictive gun owner environments, B. Yep. And then C, and this is my gripe, you're not actually addressing the problem with illegal gun ownership. I, I, okay, so I was going to get to that at the end. I was going to get to that at the end. But to that, yeah. I think there's a, there's a D too. It's you're giving your fodder for your opponents. I can't, by not well, doing this, by not doing you, this perfectly, hold, you hold hand on. the other side room to to, to shit on. Hold you. on, though. I let's let's let Alex. We say it for the right. We might have to say it to the left. This is actually a play to the base. This is a play. This is a play to your base. And if you have, I urbanized, agree with that. If you're urbanites I agree who with are that, afraid but, but, of guns, who don't know anything about hunting, or don't know anything about don't know anything about anything outside of an urban area. You were playing to your base and you're saying, don't worry, we'll outlaw those guns and we'll finally make murder illegal. Like it's, this is, I would say this is bad politicking. And I I uh, think you're on on a balance of like, uh, just from a logical perspective, if, even if you're a steadfast liberal who's against guns or you're sorry, you're a liberal who is steadfastly against guns, you can't see how legal limiting legal gun ownership stops criminal Gun owning. Like that, doesn't like, those don't, that doesn't logically follow. I do think one of the symptoms there, though, is bad liberal messaging. And if there's yes. one thing liberals are great at, it's fucking messaging poorly. The wind government did it over the sex ed curriculum. The wind government did it over the fucking gas plant thing. They just are terrible sometimes at messaging. And it's almost like they're too smart sometimes to come up with a, a message that is distillable or digestible for the common man. That's honestly sometimes what I feel it is. Yes. And, and this legislation is comprehensive, this gun legislation, but it but to your point, it was it's not addressing fucking criminal gun ownership. It's certainly messaged so poorly as to leave so much room for criticism from the right. So those are two things we could I mean we and, dig more uh, into. And but, like this this is one that yeah. needs another reading. I think it just cleared another Agreed. reading of the bill. Yeah. Again, yeah. uh two I think on it's Tuesday. In its th- it's it's in its third, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah. so Marco Medicino said, "Look, they're they're actually aware of the ways in which it's going to impact legal hunters, and they're tr- they're actually trying to fix those things." So, so that means they're like, "Yeah, we heard you. We we heard that we've made mistakes. We're going to fix it." And if there's anything we want as a people, yes. right? The government works for us. So we own the government. We're the people. We want a government that's like. Yeah, we, we didn't get it perfectly right. We're going to change. Not I, we're the government. We'll do whatever we want, which, again, I think reinforms people's distrust yes. of the government. So, yes, um, I will agree with both there. ways here. We're having yeah. a lot of readings of this bill, which is good. It's yes. great. It's being yeah. called out as a bad bill, and there are several readings of the bill. Here's my word. And this is where I get um, what's good for the gander is good for the goose. Remember, mm-hmm. left and right can just be two sides of the same goddamn coin of bad politics. Yep, totally. Yeah, totally. And I am worried that the that the the sound bite is going to be Trudeau in let's say probably election in August. So let's let's be real with ourselves. Ele- yeah, uh, August yeah. September. He said and and look, I did something about guns. And mm-hmm. that's the sound bite. I don't want a politician that even whose party who I prefer the policies of 
that's the soundbite for me as a voter that I would dislike because yeah. when he said, and look, it's and disingenuous. I it's disingenuous. disingenuous. It's entirely yeah. disingenuous. But I'm worried you're setting yourself up for that because you know you're going to have to do it. Well, let's talk about the legislation and the impact on illegal guns. Illegal I think guns. Like, have we made yeah, those yeah. illegal guns illegal yet? We should really start. Right. Yeah. So just so make the, the murder illegal and it'll stop <laughs> happening already. So the bill I read through it. It makes the penalties for owning one, um, like um, changing your clip or unpinning your your magazine or clip, uh, for owning illegal guns, for killing with illegal guns. It actually makes the the penalty really bad for those things. It's increased the minimum sentences. It's increased the minimum fines. It's it's so essentially owning illegal guns will become so cost prohibitive and will carry with it so much jail time. You really won't want to be caught with an illegal gun. Now, you might say, well, criminals don't care about that. And I might agree with you. Criminals don't give a fuck. Right? They're out to be doing the killing. They don't care about their minimum sentences being raised because they didn't care about the sentences to begin with, let alone the minimums being raised. So I might agree with that. So what? how does the bill address the illegal gun trade coming over from ports of entry like Windsor, or Detroit, right? It, it doesn't really do that, but that's not the idea of the bill. The bill isn't a, it's a public safety bill. It's not about international trade or border security. It's not a border security bill. So to say something like, well, it's not stopping illegal gun trade. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually not the, that's, that's not in the purview of public well, safety. I will give it's you the, that. It, yeah. Well, it's, it, that's the, that's on the police. That's on yeah. the RCMP. That's on, Border Patrol, those are different places. You you can criticize that illegal guns are pouring into the country. I'm going to agree with you on that all day long. But the, the this bill on firearms can't simultaneously address illegal guns because that's not what it's about. It's not about yes. illegal guns. I know. Yeah. And that's why, and I think that's where my gripe is. I'm like, yeah. this is the bill you wanted to work on. Or like this is this is the 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 regrouping with the legislative body you wanted to have. This is the conversation you wanted to have, because the yeah. conversation about illegal guns is actually one I think would be like Bill C twenty two or something. Like that's that's yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. like, why are yeah. we having this conversation versus yeah. that conversation? And that conversation on illegal guns is one that is an, an active threat. And the conversation on limiting more legal guns or pr- adding more limitations on legal guns, I'm like, is that an active – is that like okay, – is, is, is that hold a hold Visigoth I, at our door? I, I, no, I have an answer for that, okay? The guns in the U.S. – like let, let, let's just use the U.S. as, a, as our example here. And we've talked about guns yeah. in the, gun and gun violence in the U.S. before, okay? On a uh, – the gun violence is committed on U.S. citizens – to the tune of something like 70% of the time by domestic terrorists. It's not committed by the Visigoths at the door. Okay. Yes, it's, they it's look, commi- they look you- like this, Alex. I know. They're, yes. they're always. So, <laughs> exactly. So domestic terrorists are actually the problem in the US. School shooters are not Muslims. They're not fucking crazy purple haired trans people, right? They're, they're generally school shooters are. Uh, you know, white males who were <laughs> radicalized online. It's like, that, that's what they are. Yeah, that's so, what they are. <laughs> so, so, so if, so the U S has a gun problem 
because they have a radicalization of young white male problem. That's so. So so you might say, well, look, having a having a gun uh, legislation that talks about illegal guns um, uh, is is maybe you know that that's a we should do that first. I go, no, no, you need to you need to get your own house in order before you start stopping illegal guns. So you have to make it so bad for people who want to be in your country to fucking commit gun crime. Is now we can deal with the problem of illegal guns. So I'm kind of uh, the opposite here. I think I, you know, I, I would argue in this and in, in the other direction. Alex, I think that's that's like a that's a pretty nuanced response that I think we could okay. only get from. Okay, a, let no, me back no, it up. Then. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me, ba- let me ask. Let me ask. Because I think you're right. If you focus on legal gun owners and then illegal gun owners, you're saying we're dealing with it's like protecting what's inside the borders so that you can protect what's coming in through them. But I have to ask you as a gun owner, like, is that reasonable to you? Like, is that is that something that you as a gun owner are like, if that's the intent, I get it. uh, To that, I would ask you, do you know how much murdering I'm doing with my handgun right now? so little honestly you're Zero. the worst i'm doing the worst I'm murderer doing, i've ever met i'm doing the amount of murdering and 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 it, you know ill shit uh that I, that i want to do which is zero i want to do zero bad shit with my handgun right i want to do g- zero bad shit with my with my long guns so every legal go- gun owner that feels targeted you have to ask yourself well how much bad shit do you want to do with your guns and if the answer is zero then you're not being targeted Right. If you do want to do bad shit and you are worried about the amount of bad shit you're going to get in trouble for and the, you know, the time you're going to spend in jail. Yeah, you should be worried. But the amount it's like, the you know, this is it's like that old saying, like, how much raping are you doing? Well, I'm doing zero raping. The exact amount I want to do right now is zero. I don't want to rape anybody. I don't want to murder anybody. I'm doing all the murdering I want to do, which is zero. So I, it's like, do you if we look at the U.S. here? If those domestic terror suspects, whoever they are, that are killing kids in at Sandy Hook, the recent nightclub shooting in Florida, like all those people who are doing murdering, okay? If we can, if if the U.S. took a harder stance on mental health crisis and supports on restricting magazine sizes, right, on restricting cert, certain weapons, how many of those would they've prevented of that seventy percent of the of the domestic? shit that's going on how much of that they present they prevented take away all the illegal shit that's going on because those mass shootings where again we've discussed before any any you kill more than four people you're in a mass shooting so how many of those might you have prevented just on on that had you taken some steps then there's the fallout right like harsher criminal penalties for people who have gun crimes. And I understand that they disproportionately affect a certain, certain groups of people, but if the juice has to be worth the squeeze, right? And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you say, whoa, that like, okay, here's a good example. I don't want to transport my handgun to the range ever without the transport permit because I face seven years in jail if I don't have it with me. And I'll tell you right now, I don't want to do seven days in jail, let alone weeks, months, or years. So the penalty is so bad that I don't want to fuck with that. I'm going to do the right thing. Because even if I think I can get away with it, 
just the stupidity of not bringing my transport permit with me is it's just useless, right? Why would you want to do seven years in jail? So, you know, for me, the juice is not worth the squeeze getting away with it for like just that one little transport. Stupid. It's a stupid thing to do, right? It's like, I'm going to drive around all week with no gas in my tank just to see how far I can go. That's a dumb thing to do. Okay. No matter who you are, it's stupid. The Jews ain't worth the squeeze. So I think that that this is this legislation is really giving people the opportunity to say, do I want my handgun anymore? Maybe I should just get rid of it. You know, maybe I should turn it in. And maybe the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. So I think, um, does it address illegal guns? No. But as I say, that's a separate bill. That's a separate agency. That's a separate facet of the government that deals with illegal gun trade. That's about policing well. It has nothing to do with public policy concerning legal gun owners. And But again, I take the point that we're, we are hurting indigenous communities in on reserves uh, up north, people who live subsistence living in the Yukon, Northwest Territories. There's a potential to do some real harm for those people who really live off the land and really rely on um, those uh, readily available firearms that have cheap ammunition to provide for the families. So, so I think there's a real damage that could be done there. But to our point, it's in another reading. They have heard the feedback from people and they're amending it. And again, that's what good government looks like. So I don't know that we have a gun, a, B, a bill C, C21 issue. I don't know that we have an issue with it. I, to my eye, we don't really. And people will say, well, that's you'll be singing a different tune when they take your guns away. And to that, I would say, you know what? If they took all the guns away, my life wouldn't be different. It would just be a life without guns, right? If they took all of my watches away, I would just have no watches. I wouldn't not be able to tell time, right? I'd still be able to hunt. I have a bow. I can still bow hunt. I mean, it's not its not going to change my life in a, in a way that I feel as though my freedoms have been robbed from me. And again, there's nothing in our constitution or Canadian Charters of Rights, I should say, rights and freedoms that 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 protects gun ownership. So this isn't the states. We don't have a fucking Second Amendment. You know, put your big big boy pants on. I would say there's. I think I think you make a a very well thought out gun owner argument. And I actually need to point oh, out. Thank you. There's a there's a new. I can't disagree with it because it's actually you've made a very good point as a gun owner. There's one thing I also need to point out to inadvertently support you. This is not intentional, but don't get me wrong. I love my Tika T3, but it's yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't know why you name your dildos, but the the I think the <laughs> there's an interesting component to this, and that is you can you can watch or you sorry you can judge the. Um, capacity of your government to change and hear you out by the length of time that you are discussing issues that you feel affect you viscerally. Because this gun issue has been a long standing and a long reviewed issue to, to not only propose it to not only discuss it, to not only write it, to not only review it, to not only re-review it, to not only review it again. I mean, there is, and and I'm not I'm not calling myself convinced, Alex. I do still think I would actually rather address the harsh penalties against illegal gun owners with sweeping law enforcement capabilities. Yeah. 
before I looked at domestic gun ownership. That's that's just my opinion. Second time I've I've voted on law enforcement lines, but I can agree with you in that. Look how long this is being debated and discussed. Yeah. It must be really the gravity of it must be felt because this wasn't um well it, it's not by the, fiat which is what people don't want they don't want just something by fiat they want discussion they want engagement and that's how government should work and in fact c c21 and the way that this is going we're going about this and the public debate and the changing that's how government works that's what that's we should we should want that about every bill right everything that gets passed we should want this much debate and 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 onerous uh, fact checking, and we should want all of that. But I mean, things are done in the dead of the night in certain provinces. You know, you know what I'm talking about here. That yep. it's like no one gets to debate those things, right? But this this is a test case in how democracy works, and I think that people should look at it and think. I say what you want about Justin Trudeau. We, I mean, can be a total dick sometimes, but let's say that gover- his government is going through what we all want things to look like with respect to any bill that's passed that impacts the lives of its citizens, right? So, or the citizens of a country. This is a test case in democracy. And I think people really need to sort of take a step back from their high horse on gun ownership, which again, not a right to to, to sort of look at, you know, um, the fact that you're having a say and that even if you're on the opposite side, the liberals are listening to you. That's something that other governments don't do. <laughs> Certainly not. We don't enjoy that with fucking Doug. <laughs> Doug, you, you made a joke last podcast. Doug Ford, there's a public consultation that go on with it and don't listen to anybody. So it's like, that's not a thing. It's a, it's, it's a fucking, it's, it's all for show, right? That's the yeah. political theater. What you're getting right now is democracy in the works. And I think that we really, this is a moment to say, thank you. Good. This is what we want, right? So we don't want things by fiat. But well, uh, yeah, Alex, I could be wrong on that. They may just do fuck it all up anyway. But and they may right. they may still fuck it up. Leave it to the liberal government yeah. to try and do something yeah, great. Right? And exactly. Fuck it all up. Yes, and, fuck um, it up. But, and message and, it badly. Yeah. And message it badly, and then package it even worse, and then lose to the conservatives. I, I think, I think, in sum, Alex, after thirty-two episodes in season one of Bropium for the Masses, after over. I think 5,500 minutes of content created over uh, clearly over thousands of hours of people listening to that nonsense. So sorry for now making you less educated than before. Over hemorrhoids from sitting in this chair too long at the desk in my office. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Alex, the hemorrhoids or the, or the intermittent pee breaks that I always have to take right around (laughs) hour 51, hour one, one fifty one. Like that's the one that kills me. Um, no, I think after after all, at this year, we have seen how democracy can be tested and what good democracy no doubt, no doubt. can look like. And even better, to your point, what good democracy in action looks like. It looks, it looks like absolute long, drawn-out dog shit. But wait, isn't that what we want in the first place? Like there well, is – it looks – There's it's, a point it's there. Pol- it's policy wonks. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the unsexy uh, – you know, languishing in 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 legalese type shit that no one wants to do, but that's important that we engage in. And as a as the public, we we are, our voices are heard. And I think that this, again, as I say, this is a moment where we should be thankful that democracy is working for us at a time where democracy is, I think, the most fragile that I've seen it 
or being paying attention to it anyway in the, in, in, in recent years. So, um, yeah, maybe we should end on that. A message of hope. I mean, I'm now going to in post, I'm not going to add a a small like solo violin, you know, just to you talking or, or like, or some, (laughs) like just a small brass band, like, (laughs) (laughs) this is democracy in action. We but, should do uh, like a Jerry Springer final thought here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, before before we do housekeeping, I gotta ask you. I like this is the question that's been on my mind for like a solid five days because you had to reschedule a record date, bastard. I did, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I have to ask you. Would you rather test your luck <laughs> on one gorilla? Or seven black mamba snakes. There's a caveat. You're trapped in a mall for 24 hours. And you have the choice of company between one silverback gorilla that is super pissed and or super horny. Or <laughs> I knew that. I knew it. seven black mamba snakes. Unfed and recently delivered. I don't know why that is a criteria. It's just stipulated. Now, recently delivered. Oh, so... Um, baby black mambas you can look this up recently delivered to the mall so they've oh, been to the mall i yeah, was like sorry. okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah so they've been in a crate and they are hungry probably mad uh, yeah yeah okay um i mean how big's this mall like i want to say it's have you seen the song or have you seen the music video for you only get what you give by the free radicals yes well so you know <laughs> yeah. that mall he's in during the song. <laughs> that mall. Those the exact words. It's uncanny how it's uncanny. well you remember Alex, the song. Yeah. If you <laughs> sing the cadences, it counts as the song. <laughs> That's the rule. I love it. So I don't mean to do a deep cut here, but the mall from Free Radicals, you only okay. get what you give. So we're talking like. You know, SoCal, probably 60 stores mall. So I'm not aware of the propensity for violence that Black Mambas necessarily have. Like, I don't know if they seek out their prey and do violence on them. Where I feel like a horny silverback male gorilla is just like, I can't run that fast forever. It It just won't happen, you know, so... Doesn't matter where I hide. Like you know, you you think you can hide behind something? No, this the guy can the thing can crush. He crushes everything. So, so fun I'm, fact: I'm inclined. Hum, I'm inclined humans to can win endurance races against most most mammals. Apes. Endurance races, not speed, okay. though. In speed, we okay. will lose. Endurance, since we have a lot of fat deposits. Endurance we races, we're, where we're we, sweaters yeah, too. Sweaters, yeah. Okay. yeah, so we can do endurance. Yeah. It's a speed issue. So you can probably tire yeah. out a, gor- a gorilla. But how long does that take is the real question. Yeah, I mean, do I have like, is there like a distance between us that I can try and maintain? Um, I, I think I'm going with the Black Mambas, man. Honestly, I don't I don't think Black Mambas are, have a, like, they are not, uh, they, they just like to be left alone. So I feel like I can break into the local pet store within the mall because there's there's going to be a pet store there for sure. Of course. That pet store, course. That, that pet store sells gerbils mice Weasels, rats you start throwing kittens anything. at these things right yeah. You're, yeah. 
Yeah. What 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 can what won't I throw at them is and the honestly, question. A pelted kitten explodes on impact, so you can yeah. limit your damage to a black mamba by just. Do you remember that game? I what remember was that game where kids catapult yeah. is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Dump flesh on your old Windows ninety five computer, friends, and yeah, then you'll be able to play so good. catapult. Catapult, which, and it was literally. It was yeah. throwing kittens at. It's a, it's a newgrounds.com yeah. special. Now there's a deep cut yeah. right there. Newgrounds throwback. I yeah. So I think like the cuter the animal, the more um, satiated the mamba becomes, which yes. is quite, it has to be obvious at this point. So there is you know those guinea, in, those, there's guinea, an inverse those, relation yeah. to cuteness to, yeah. to, to to satiated appetite. Yes, of course. Yeah. So you know, there's rabbits in there. There's going to be. Um, those guinea pigs with the extra nice fluffy fur on them. Yeah. There's gonna be hamsters, you know, the ham hamsters. I mean, hamsters. Yeah, I, I feel like I can, I can toss these out, and the mambas are gonna ha- have their fill and go to sleep. It's good. Yeah. It's a but, solid argument. You, yeah, sick I feel like, bastard. Yeah. See, you got to think these ones out, man. You think you're yeah. pulling them over on me? But I know. Like, I, I'm, I know. I'm ahead of you. I'm, now, I'm at least, I'm at least one trip ahead of you. I've tripped. I've fallen. It's it's in this forward direction. It may not be a step, but it's it's it's. I don't need somewhere. to outrun the snakes. I just need to outrun you. That's, that's, that's it. The, yeah. That's a classic rule. I need, to out, I need to outrun the baby bunnies. That's yes, what I need to outrun. The baby sure. bunnies. Yes, because they don't. Or the ducks, ducklings, in the baby. <laughs> all the, all the yeah. goslings. Yes. All, yeah. They they can't run fast. <laughs> yeah. They are they are prey. Got it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, in that vein then, Alex, if we're, you know, I know you pick the snakes, but I'm going to continue in the opposite vein. Which of these people slash animals would you rather fight to the death? The current king of England, Colonel Sanders, Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justice for Harambe. Yeah. Just, just ice for Harambe. Just Alex. ice for just ice for Harambe. Yeah. Okay. Gandhi, or Ooh. yeah, sorry, in Gandhi, like first day of starvation, not like last mm, day. Okay, yeah. but yeah, definitely he'd had sex with one of his daughters at that point. Um, or twelve and a half kindergartners. Oh, <laughs> now Jesus. I don't know what a half a kindergartner is, but it was stipulated. So, the current king of England, Colonel Sanders, Harambe, Gandhi, or 12 and a half kindergartners. I think Which of these would you rather fight to the death? I think there, there's something wholly unsatisfying about beating up um, an old man who's also a cuck. So, all the, the, the king of England's out. Um, Harambe, obviously. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Harambe obviously will overpower me, rape me, and then probably kill yes. me. So yeah. that's I forgot that, to mention well. it's Harambe post bullet. So I mean it disqualifies him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's already dead. <laughs> like, like being a dead horse, no one wants to beat a dead gorilla. It's just yeah, yeah, exactly. it's weird. It's just super it's, weird. It's weird. Um when you said Gandhi, I got sort of a Dalsim kind of like notion. Like, does this guy have yoga fire, yoga flame on me? Is it going to like, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yoga fire, yoga flame. (laughs) He's 
does he is his lo- are his long arms going to be able to extend and punch me in ways that like you, does he have a reach a reach advantage on me is what I'm you saying. Do I'm know, to you do know you do know that when you have to throw in a Street Fighter reference, you know you're just really thinking it through. I really do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, Doug, you, you get, these these are serious these are serious questions. Um, can I can I, sorry I, on that sorry I need to interject. I so a mild tangent here. Do you remember the old Street Fighter movie? Like the yes. live action Street Fighter movie. You remember you remember M. Bison in that movie? He was Raul Julian. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his yeah. his one of his lines is my one of my favorite lines in cinema because it's one of those badass villain lines. I think he was talking to Chun Li, and he's like, he's like, the day I raped and pillaged your village and killed your entire family is the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. And I'm like, I love it. Oh, <laughs> it's such a good line. I'm like, why don't they get Raul Julian to deliver that? Oh my god, a Street Fighter. It's too bad that Raul Julia died because I think as an older actor, he would have enjoyed like he would have had a film career much like um Anthony Hopkins or yeah. um or Morgan Freeman. He was I, I think he had acting chops like that. If you watch Adam's Family Values and Adam's Family, or you watch Street Fighter, oh excuse me, which is like which uh, honestly, it's 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 campy. I, it's I'm a measurably bad it's, movie. It's, it's, but, it's, it's yeah, so it's cringeworthy. So but, but he's still Raul Julia in it. He's still very good. So I would say watch these movies, and and uh, it's it's too bad that Raul Julia was taken from us. Anyway, coming back to your who do you rather? Um, uh, I would have to do the. I'd have to fight the children because there's a <laughs> there's a there's a small part of me that wants to know how many children I could take on simultaneously and have them not overpower me. Right. Like, yeah, like there's, there's all these calculations I think about, like, could I take on four eighth graders or six seventh graders? Or like, I, I wonder in my mind, like, how strong am I? Right. Um, Dave, uh, you know, Dave, I'm not going to say his last name. Your large six foot six friend. friend. (laughs) There's, you know, we'd be drinking one night and he'd say things like, what do you think would happen if I punched like a child in the face? Do you think their, fa- their whole head would disintegrate? I'm like, it probably fucking would, man. It would disappear. It, yeah. Yeah. With the size of your hand and the force. So we were doing like these physics calculations about like how yes. much damage could you do to a smaller person? Like, it's like the question, how far could I throw a baby like a shot put? I don't know, <laughs> pretty, but it's, pretty a, far. it's a question. Yeah. I feel like it's, 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 I would, I could win a gold medal if the baby, if I was throwing babies. Yeah. I'm just, they look like they're they're just like that we would. It's just but yeah, if you yeah. look at the physics and you you yeah, know you do the math, that makes sense. Like, yeah, 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 you're yeah. like I could probably yeah. hurl this thing pretty far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you haven't thought this, well, you're either lying to yourself about having thought it, or you're. I don't know. You're kind of weird. Are you, are you even living if you it, haven't thought about living? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> d- just disposing on mass of many children at once? What the hell kind of pure? Like, I, can, I can't trust you if you've never thought about this. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't thought about taking on 12 third graders at once, I don't I don't know. You should kill yeah. yourself probably. Yeah. Because yeah. because and I think this is the point of the question. So Alex, I agree with you. I would also take on the 12 and a half kindergartners because I'm pretty you sure that, that half kindergartner is close to death. So I could use it as a weapon to defeat the remaining 12. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking this myself. You could use two of them simultaneously as like nunchucks, like human what is nunchucks. A and what is- Honestly, one is a shield. Maybe one is like a, almost like a, a mace. A mace. A foil. A mace. <laughs> Yeah, a human flail or mace. Yeah, I, I, honestly, the, 
Look, the, the possibilities are endless in this scenario. That's, that's why it's the best choice. Yeah. The only thing in your way is your imagination of how to <laughs> use exactly. these children as weapons to murder other children. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's probably for the best in season one. That's <laughs> coming coming out in full for a real shotgun blast. Uh, yeah, let's do our housekeeping final time for the season. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's last question. Last question before we close it out. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know you had the last one. I had one. (laughs) That that was a, yeah. Okay. It's not a would you rather. It's not a would you rather. And I have an answer to this already. So if you want me to go first, it's fine. Go. Yeah. We've done 32 episodes, man. What would you say is one of the, the cooler things that you learned on the Propium for the Masses podcast. I have mine. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm having I'm going to I'm going to think while listening. Think while listening. So he's not going to pay attention. Yeah. What an asshole. So, I didn't know that there were plants that grew locally to Ontario that could just decimate dogs by virtue of like seeing them or sorry frogs not plants frogs yeah that could just decimate dogs by virtue of just like half looking at them and then also maybe licking them i didn't know (laughs) that the family guys you're gonna do toad i didn't know that also applied to dogs and it's kind of hilarious that not only did you experience that once but twice and now it's an ongoing danger and threat for you every summer you're like Gotta gotta teach my dogs not to lick toads, man. They're friggin' they're yeah. dangerous out there. It's it's hard out for a dog. <laughs> Bufotoxin is real. It's real. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I I I I think what I think what the podcast or the conversations we have have given me is a vector for thinking through some of the harder things that you know sometimes plague your mind where you go you know should i keep should i keep moving on should i keep working should i keep living you know how do these problems get solved and i and what's really therapeutic is the notion that through discourse or disagreement you know which is a part of discourse we can probably find the solutions to a lot of these things and long form discussion is probably the best way to do that so I think what I've learned is that um, I need to be more objective and I need to think about the ways in which my arguments are can be undone and I have to be more fair to the side that I disagree with. So I think that's if, if, if having a podcast and talking about weighty topics does anything aside from inform my own opinion which i think is right all the time is that like there's other diverse opinions and people feel as strongly in the opposite direction to the way you feel in such a way that you know makes sense to them so and i think that that understanding that is a superpower to some extent right to to say look I, i know exactly how that guy feels even though we're totally on opposite ends of the spectrum understanding your opponent in that way and like learning to think that way is like it's kind of hard and i think that it's escapes most people so i would say that's the thing i've learned most about through this season is that uh 
we can, even though we're, you and I are mostly on the same side of, uh, of things, that we can still appreciate the ideas and sentiments that we disagree with. And I think that's really important. And I think, I think that's my message for the new year is that, you know, uh, seek first to be, seek first to understand and then to be understood. I think that's the sort of the message for 2023. My message for 2023. I dig that, man. And you know what? As an allegory, really, for um, really the idea of, you know, hey, Alex, I'm, I'm having a barbecue. I've got hamburgers. Can you bring hamburger buns? And then in response, you throw your own better barbecue, you piece of shit. What the hell was that? I think Sorry. we can all learn that sometimes you get outdone on your podcast, but the person you're talking to, you it's true no it's happening to me well it's it's happening in both directions here yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah yeah enough laudatory comments shame for being so complimentary um alex some housekeeping we are closing out the year bropium for the masses you can email us at bropium for the masses at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at the real bropium though i only troll on that platform for our sake because elon's a dumbass you can read our (laughs) comments on reddit which are mostly just griping about doug ford and danielle smith being either batshit and crazy or batshit in love calling it 2023 prediction and you can listen to the podcast on anchor.fm on spotify on google podcasts on apple podcasts on amazon podcasts and i would say if you really feel like a good laugh just listen listen to us talk but then go on our social media and read the things I write about Stephen Lecce being an incredibly unqualified Ontario education minister and should just go back to being a PR high school boy. So, (laughs) if you have any closing statements for the season, I would highly recommend you say them now. I would just wish everybody a safe and happy New Year's. Um, Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think it is. Um, What else? Stay out of the fucking left lane if you're driving slow. You sons of bitches. But have an excellent Christmas. I wish uh, everybody who's listening uh, best of the new year. Have a safe and happy holidays. And, um, uh, you know, maybe this one, this Christmas of any after, you know, so though the pandemic shit, you know, maybe make this one count because, um, uh, you know, we've lost people. Certainly in our family, we've lost people. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, make make it all count is what I would say. That's my fi- sort of final thought. And as the younger doofusier brother of you, Alex, I will say, <laughs> spaying and neutering your pets is stupid. Just don't domesticate them and murder all of the ones that currently are. And that's appropriate for the next <laughs> season one, people. I will see you next year. See you, brother. See you next year. See you, buddy. <laughs>